rolling. We started. Is yeah, this we, it? We, we, this is yet, reasonable yet, ignorance. Yes, sir. Now, wow. this is the ignorant shit you like. I am King Cooler. This is the ignorant shit you I'm like. Nigga. This is the ignorant shit you like. Come on. <laughs> this is the ignorant shit you like. You know the boy he has when the mother got a nine chasing a chicken. Bombs! Reasonable Ignorance Podcast. We are back. Yes. Magic Mike is in the building. What's up? Nothing much, man. Just been on a grind. Glad to be back around my reasonable ignorance comrades. My fellow podcasters and saying what's up and then hear my voice again <laughs> to the supporters. The Onikas and uh, the people uh, all over. Everywhere, LeVar and the truck drivers, Smooth and Nate and all the other guys, you know, just glad to be back in here. And I'm glad to be back healthy. I, the last time I called in and, you know, it was just a bunch of bullshit. Now I'm back on the ground, man. I'm saving my money. I'm trying to get shit right this year. Nigga 47, shit, it's time to get circumcised. Pop it! <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Try to stick in all this meat in these ladies' mouths and they not saying shit. Disgusting ass. Bombs! <laughs> Try to kiss me after that shit. Fucking kiss me. You're not kissing me. Fuck is wrong with you? Mouth smell like you just ate some bad Italian beefs. Man, y'all, y'all coughing now. Huh? Now y'all sick. Huh? Now y'all sick. Yeah, um, that flu ain't no joke. It's not no joke at all. Uh, to try to get you, catch you up to speed, we had trouble with SoundCloud. Um, it's been rectified. Shout out to Delcia. Delcia, she came through. I was so, I was so fucking frustrated with uh. And I didn't even do shit. I was so fucking frustrated with SoundCloud going back and forth, trying to get this account and everything to back together. But needless to say, everything's back in copacetic. It's always good to have a woman on your side that you know that that can help you and get you through. Bottom yeah, line, nothing, I appreciate you really do. Nothing like a black woman to help other brothers and sisters and she's a lady down in the child support court right now that is helping me out I got somebody on the inside I told her my child's mother bitch I know somebody everywhere you, you don't know me you, hand claps I don't walk around with my face balled up like a, a bullshit ass sheet of paper <laughs> I, I, I just it's not in me to look mean all the time you gotta you know be pleasant right. you never know what's going on you look mean when you go to jail and you <laughs> got a motherfucker in there that's got a drumstick for a dick. <laughs> that's when you look mean, like, hey, my man, I don't know what's wrong with you, but you supposed to have your clothes on, brother. <laughs> Jump roll, please. <laughs> this is our first podcast of the new year, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it's the second one. The first second one I called one. in. Right, first, right, right, right. Delcio made late, listen. Listeners, supporters, fans, whatever you want to call yourself. You get sick, have Delcia to email you the chicken stew that she made me. That <laughs> shit was so good. Email the chicken stew? Yeah, email it. No, not the recipe because you're going to fuck it up. <laughs> what <laughs> happened with the chicken stew? Man, it, it, it stopped me from shitting out my nose. That's what it stopped. <laughs> you know, the whole time I was sick, I was thinking about you. Po- okay. Poop in the bed. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was I sick. I said, boy, I gotta take it easy with this shit here. Yeah. I said, because of all this here coming out, I, I made like two bowls. It was good. It was a nice two bowls and some rich crackers. 
This is the first time a cracker ever helped me. <laughs> Bombs! <laughs> Pop it! Bangers! <laughs> Man, the flu is no joke. I yeah, was the flu is in, in no. like three sweaters. I put on some pajama pants, the basketball shorts I had from 88 and Harper. My mother always gave me a yeast infection. <laughs> 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 yeah. My mother's little. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jinx, what's happening, man? Your Warriors came here tonight, man, and beat up on our Bulls, man. But that's all right. They beat up on the Bulls. I hey, like that. Exactly that's shout my to, new boo. Shout out to Coach Moses, Big Squeezo. Yeah, man, I miss Coach Moses. Y'all had me call in. That was the first ever call in, though. Yeah. On, 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 the, on the podcast, so. It gave me some good ideas now. We can get some some more new guests. Yeah, we know. Porn stars. Oh, no. We yes. That shit. Porn <laughs> stars. No. Man. Male and female. Creep. Um, <laughs> taking it back to 2003. Where were you in 2003, Delcia? Where were you in 2003, Magic Mike? At ET's on 72nd and Racine. Listen to these motherfuckers play this song for the last hour. Yin Yang Twins! I can't stand this song. I did not know it was a pill party. <laughs> All these motherfuckers that pop pills. This is when I realized that pills had taken over Inglewood. And shit was been downhill ever since. It was Turn it up. The mustiest lady in the world was dancing next to me. Big speakers. Fathers of uh, Amigos. <laughs> Pop it! <laughs> you didn't just get that? Like, no. That was just the, the, the Yin Yang twins sound just like the Amigos. How did it? How, the same shit. Just uh, nobody said, Mama! <laughs> Mama! <laughs> one of them got a real distinctive voice. Uh-huh. Who's that? Who's that? Quavo? Yeah, Quavo and, and yeah. Uh, Offset and Takeoff. Some hell of a name. I thought, I thought the Roots had the coldest nicknames. Black Thought, Malik B, right. Dice Raw, uh-huh. Questlove. I thought they had the coldest nicknames. Right. Offset, Takeoff, and Quavo. Quavo. Now, you, did you know that Quavo and Takeoff are, are uncle and nephew? But they like the same age, right? Right. So mama and sister was pregnant at the same time. So hey. pop it. <laughs> you know what's the crazy part about it is? What's that? Both of them daddy was drinking Cavo <laughs> and took off. 
And I'll set the whole family. Fireball! <laughs> Elena hey, is boo. in the building. What's up? Hey, Mercedes. You brought some booze in here, man. You, you got to quit bringing all this. We had the tunnel in New York. Yeah. We had the tunnel, man. This used to be open mic season for us. We was up at the open mics. It was so crazy. With patrolmen tear gas laced the function Heads by the score Take flight inside a war Ticks hit the floor Die hard fans demand war Behold the bold soldier Control the globe slowly Proceeds the blow Swinging swords like Shinobi Stomp grounds and pound footprints A solid rock Who got it locked Performing live on your hottest fly As the world turns I spread like germ Bless the globe with the pestilence The hard-headed never learn It's my testament to those burn Play my position in the I'm game sorry, of life Standing firm On foreign land Jump the gun out the frying pan into the fire, transform into the ghost ride. Oh, she, a six she? pack in the street car near the side. Motherfucker just pulled up many of my allies. Ramchata! I can't front. That shit makes great French toast. Ramchata? that was Triumph Wu-Tang Clan 1997 off the Wu-Tang Listen, shout out to Ray Kwan for. My bad. I'm talking over. I'm, I'm out of whack here. Shout out to Ray Kwan for performing that whole. Everybody's verse on that song at the Timbuktu. Really? Celebration. He, oh, that's he, what's up. He performed everybody's verse word for word. Really? Yeah, He's he, been around him like he been around him like thirty something years, so yeah, he, he should hey, know. He and he had been drinking Hennessy all night, and that's what he ended with, with triumph. Really? And 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 every time I hear bomb atomically, I just think about how much I miss the sources, lyrics yes. of the month. Yeah, lyrics yes. of the month. Like like that's that's how I learned them lyrics. Like. I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about at first. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shout out to Inspector Deck, man. Inspector motherfucking Deck. I understand why there is no more uh, lyrics of the month this year. Because they ain't saying shit. Nope. Right. Mumble rappers not saying a fucking word. Renny, 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 Renny. Renny, 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 Hit the bombs for me. One more time. Without a doubt, we got our first guest of the new year. Yeah. I know we haven't had guests in a long time. You know, we had people come in and sit in and everything, but we got our first guest of 2018 on Reasonable Ignorance Podcast. Yes, Shout yes. out to my man, Micah, DJ Tech. Berkeley, what's happening, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? What's going on, in Chicago, man? This is so dope, man. Good vibes everywhere right now. I'm loving this. Um, I've been on tech for some years now. We met through the internet, pause. Literally. Um, on Bump Squad DJs, 
He's a DJ from the East Coast and everything. But you've migrated to Chicago. Man, I love the city. And how long you been in there? I just had my fifth anniversary. Yeah, about um, five years. My, yeah, five years. How you uh, like it? Man, there's no there's no better city. I've traveled the world too, man. After touring and everything, and I, I this is definitely, bro. When I first met you was when I, when I first got my real taste of Chicago. Right. And um, the love was crazy. You guys showed so much love when I first came out here. I knew I had to come back. My manager was out here. He lived out here, and uh, yeah, I loved the city. I came back. I moved in. Y'all, y'all took me in without no problems. And uh, man, I'm here now. Helping everybody get money and just be successful, man. I see, I see. Um, let's take it back, rewind. <laughs> we met through the Bump Squad DJs and everything because you were DJing at the time. Right. Um, where'd, where'd you get your start from? Where you where are you originally from? I'm from the Bronx. Bronx, yeah, yeah, New York. I'm, I'm from the Bronx Co-op City, New York. And um, Did the Bronx create hip-hop? The Bronx created, it's the home of hip-hop. It's a home of hip-hop. Yeah, man. The, the evolution of music created hip-hop, but uh, it's the home of hip-hop. I mean, I remember being at open mics and seeing KRS-One and Nas and and uh, Woo and Method Man and Red Man. And, I mean, it, it, it just everything happened in the Bronx growing up. We had this place called The Tunnel. Um, Funkmaster Flex used to DJ it. And uh, I, you know what it reminds me? It reminds me of, so the tunnel was like your version of Sub-T. Really? Yeah, it was just like, it was gutter, it was kind of hood, it was poorly lit, the drinks were pretty shitty. and um, That's Sub-T for real. You know, it yeah, is. Yeah, that is Sub-T. You know, and outside of outside of the tunnel, you had like, so we had the bodegas that, had, that were open all night serving food. Um, like you guys have, in, what's, it's called Wicker Park. You okay. know how you go around the corner, yeah. your little taco spot, you know? Yeah. And, um, flash you, taco. Yeah, flash taco. Flash taco. First place ever. <laughs> right. right. A $3 <laughs> colonic. Absolute <laughs> Right. <laughs> the worst. But um, the tunnel was crazy, man. And um, it, it reminds me of what your sub tea is. And, uh, yeah, it was just, it was, it was, you saw everybody there. Like, tell us, tell, 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 tell us about, um, you you grew, you born in what year? Eighty three. Born in eighty three, raised in the eighties. So raised in the nineties or eighties uh, baby, nineties baby or what? Would you say you're a nineties baby? I think I classify myself as a late eighties, early nineties. Early nineties. So. <laughs> so what the what you were born in? You were born in eighty three. Um, raised in the nineties. You saw everything from from nine from. The bad boy era to uh, the rise of the bad boy era, right? To um, the end of uh, of the best year in in hip hop ever, which was 1988, right? You were five years old. Am I correct? Right. Yeah. What's the Bronx like in fi- as as a five year old? You know what? It was so for me. I was a little sheltered at the time. My parents were. We we grew up in a more affluent part of the Bronx, so I didn't get to experience. The trap, like you would normally experience the trap, like New York was. New York back then was a crazy city. It kind of reminds me of Chicago now in terms of the way crime was where, you know, things were pretty crazy. Everybody was kind of fighting each other. Not that everybody's fighting everybody in Chicago like that, but... um, They are, though. 
Man, there was actually fucking on fighting before we got in here. There was a fear. <laughs> there was a fear to go certain areas. Uh huh. Growing up, so we stayed in our little community, you know. And um, so but once I kind of broke out of that, uh, New York is the one thing I love about New York is is that twenty four seven there's something happening. I mean, there's always there was always some type of show happening. You can get a lineup at four a.m. or we guys call them temps, fades, or haircuts. Taper, yeah. Taper, taper, taper. Taper and a fade, yeah. And, um... 4 a.m. Yeah, 4 a.m. This well, barber. Somebody would think they were walking in the barbershop and say, Mike, give me mm. a taper. Well, just, just real you quick. you been doing all day. <laughs> Mike, Mike, uh, Mike's, a, besides being a comedian, Mike's is owns his own barbershop. Oh, salute? Yeah. So he has that background. So when you sit up and say 4 a.m., you, you like, what ma- magic? I'm thinking of a lot of children's lady at the home. Where the fuck I've been at? At 4 a.m. Right. Hey, do you know I, what? I, I gotta take him home and show that I've been cutting it out, baby. Look, he's gonna pay me now. <laughs> Shit, because I know I've been at the Zanzibar since 12 a.m. Yeah, shaking like a salt shaker, right? Yeah, I just got to call it ten minutes to four. Like, yeah, ten minutes. Well, you used to, <laughs> to get rappers. Rappers used to get their cuts like right before they went on stage. So it'd be anywhere between two and four o'clock that they would get their haircuts right before they went on stage. Uh huh. And you'd see them get see Nas in the barber shop. Boop 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 boop. And uh, well, he was in Queens, so I never actually saw him in the barber shop. But um, yeah, man, it was just it was good times, man. I. I I missed that era because everyone was making money during that era. Okay. You know, it wasn't like, um, there was no such, there was no such thing as a recession, really. If you hustled hard enough, you can actually. So are you, now, now in New York, um, there's different, um, it's different, it's different, uh, it's the Trinidadians, the Dominicans. Right. Jamaicans. Right. I'm, I'm Jamaican, so I brought my culture. What y'all say? Okay. Yeah, so uh, I grew up with the Jamaicans and Puerto Ricans in the Bronx. That's what uh, almost the entire Bronx is Jamaican and Puerto Rican. Jamaican and Puerto Rican. Right. Okay. Right. So uh, that's what, yeah, I grew up around Puerto Ricans, Jamaicans. So where's niggas at then? The niggas were in the Bronx, but see, the further you went away from the Bronx, so these, uh, the further you went left, the further you away you were from Manhattan, the darker it got. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So Manhattan is, you know, it's an island. The further you went from Manhattan, the darker it got. So New York, I mean, the Bronx and like Co-op and, and Westchester and the places, you know, I, I'm on the furthest part of New York before you get into Connecticut. Okay. So we were real dark. Jamaicans were real dark out there. And they were real hood out there. You know what I mean? And uh, But uh, Harlem, I mean, all the boroughs, Harlem, Queens, Brooklyn. I never went to Brooklyn really growing up. For me to go to Brooklyn would be like somebody from Everston go to Inglewood. Really? You know, yeah, yeah. You just did. It didn't happen by accident. It, it, we never. It, I never needed to go to Brooklyn. There was no reason for me to go to Brooklyn. I know if I went to Brooklyn, they would know I'm not from Brooklyn, and there was usually a problem. So I never went to Brooklyn growing up. I they would was, know you're not from Brooklyn. No. You're yeah, yeah. Jewels. Get with Jewels. Yeah, yeah, you get yeah. your pockets run. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Take the shit off. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> man, that happened to me with my first pair of Jordans. Didn't look like they what happened? Me. Man, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I got my first pair of Jordans um, in eighth grade, and I remember um, I was so gassed up, man. I mean, I had the pant legs rolled up, socks mm-hmm. rolled up, so you could see the J's, you know. Right. And um, I had them for like a day and a half. I remember it was the second day I had them. No, it was like a, I had them up for the weekend. So it was like the fourth day I had them, but the second day of school. 
And I remember was between classes and just out of nowhere, I had someone hit me so hard in the back of my head, I just flew down the hallway. And next thing there was a scruffle going on and it took the shoes. And I remember having to do two classes. I had to finish up to two classes in socks. And then I had to take I had to take the train. I had to take the bus to the train and the train to the bus. And then I had to walk home with socks. And I had to explain to my fam, like, like what happened to your Jordans? I was just like, I remember my uncle. My uncle was like, we're going to get your Jordans back. And my uncle, man, he was a big dude, man. He was about five, 600 pounds. Man, he was a big guy. And um, he marched me back up to the school the next day. And we were just standing there. And he said, who's the one that took your Jordans? And I really didn't really remember, right. to be quite honest with you. Right. And I'm just sitting there with my, my, my uncle. And he's just sitting there like, who took your Jordans, son? Who took your Jordans? I'm just like... I don't know, man. It was so embarrassing. I never got the Jordans back, though. And I never wore Jordans again until I came to Chicago. Really? Swear on everything, man. I got my first pair of Jordans to Chicago uh, like three years ago. And I was scared to death to wear them. Scared to death, man. You know, I hate dudes like that. They like to stick the, stick the dude up, stick the kid up, you know. But that's just like the poor taking from seemingly the rich. Right. But I hate that that's like it was a dude to try to take my chain when I was in high school. Like I had a, two silver chains. Mine ain't got me. And he tried to like really like, like at the school I'm getting your chains. So I went around the opposite way. Instead of walking out woods, I walked out honorary. Uh, yeah. This motherfucker ran up to 67 and honorary to meet me at the block. So I seen him take off. He didn't know where the fuck I was at. Stories. I'm in the bushes looking at this nigga. Like in the cut, in the cut, like for the longest. So back then they used to have the guys like, like now they got the what, what they call it, uh, the people with the with the safe green right, right. The safe passes pass people. Back then the coaches used to walk, you know, walk up and down the blocks, make sure ain't nobody smoking weed and shit. Right. Like every coach was like, hey, I got to go back to the school. I, I forget my books. <laughs> really? I went back. So the next day he see he's like. Nigga, where that chain at? I was like, I left it at home, motherfucker. I wasn't going to bring it back today. I wasn't going to bring it back today. <laughs> right. I was like, right. You, you missed your chance yesterday. You was going to take my shit yesterday, but you ain't going to take shit from me. Right. So to make a long story short, he tried to do some punk shit, and I stabbed his ass in the, in the hand with a pencil. And that motherfucker used, nice. used to be like, fucking with me every day. Like, man, I was like, I, I tell whoever. I would say, you was fucking with me. You a junior. You like 23 years old, I tried to stick your motherfucking eye. Man. I was going for his eye, but he put his hand up. <laughs> hey, you know, let me ask you guys a question. Pencil. How the fuck should... <laughs> when I was growing up, man, we used to um, we used to have butterfly knives. Did you guys do that out here? I got yeah. so many of them. Not, not, not the butterfly knife, but I used to have like the, the fake switchblade. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we used to do the butterfly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, the butterfly I knew what you were talking about. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah. yeah like some kid. shit like you saw in, in, in one of them old movies and shit. Yeah. And the thing is, like, the, the nicer you were with your butterfly knife, it's like the more clout you had. Because yeah. you could walk up to somebody, the bang, 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 and they nah. want to touch you. Really? Yeah. It's depending on how, how, how good your butterfly knife game was. So I remember sitting at home because that's what got my Jordans taken from me. I was trying to learn everything. I was trying to learn <laughs> martial arts. That's the I was trying to learn karate. Yeah. I was watching like every TV show I can learn because like, I didn't really have to grow up fighting or anything because I didn't grow up in a neighborhood that was that crazy. Okay. But when I got my Jordans taken, it changed everything, man. And so what, what shoes did you start wearing after that? Well, we wore Tim's and Air Forces growing up. So I just wore, it was Tim's, Air Forces, Lugs, and Feelers. 
That's the nineties and two thousands. Remember yeah. that? Remember so, that lug boot run they had? The lug, lug boots was, was actually <laughs> was well, Fubu, Fubu, Fubu had a run going on, yeah. but in New York you kind of did a rare Fubu. It was something like I forgot what the reason. I I'm not sure what the reason was. We just even though it was they from New York, well, well. Chicago we, was wearing Fubu a lot. Yeah, yeah. Chicago wore Fubu. Um, Chicago wore lugs too. We were we consumer city. They right, had, they the had, uh, city. to the point where the dudes from Fubu came here. They did some type of it was some type of show here, and they came to the conference zone right there on Chicago Avenue. My man bought the whole bar. That was the first time I ever seen that shit happen. Like he was like, he had the DJ announce like, my man Damon John here from Fubu. The Fubu guys here. They just put ten thousand on the bar. Everybody drinks free. You talking about a stampede? To man, the there was so much money back then too. The <laughs> early two thousands. What school you went to? Brown University. No, oh. to my in the Bronx. Oh, Kennedy. We get to yeah. Brown University. yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to Kennedy. Went to Kennedy. I mean, no. let, me t- let me tell you something about the schools in the Bronx. No PS, none of that shit that we uh, hear about. Uh, so it was it was a PS four hundred one. Okay, but we also each school had its own name. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, with within the, your borough, you didn't call your your school by the number. Okay. You called your school by the number when you're outside your borough because we can tell. By the number system, where your school was. Okay. Because we were the four hundreds. Okay. Four hundreds and the five hundreds. Gotcha. So, um, but yeah, in my school, Alicia Keys. I went to school with Alicia Keys. Really? Oh yeah, she was in my music class. Um, but our school had four vice principals because we had eleven thousand kids in our stu- in our school. God damn. So we had four vice principals for north, south, east, and west, and then we had the master principal who was like the top dog, you know. Okay. You never saw the master principal. You always dealt with your, the one, whatever wing you were on. Whatever your homeroom was in, that was kind of the wing that you were in. So you know, you and Alicia were in the same wing? We were in the same music class because there was only one music class. Okay. This is in grammar school or high school? This is in grammar school. Gotcha. Right. So what happened with you now? No, this is junior high. Junior high. So in junior high, this is what year? Damn. So this would have been... Two, this would have been 19... 96, because you're like 12, 13 years old. Yeah, about 96, 97. Yeah. 97, 96, 97. Yeah. Um, what are you listening to as, as far as music back then? Bad boy, nigga. Take that, nah, take he, that. He, he, nah, he, he, he could have been listening to grimy shit, or he could have been listening to Master P. And, uh, well, we don't, there was no Master P. Uh, no, who uh, I remember listening to a lot was... Mace. No, I remember going Renegade because I went to the, I was listening to underground hip hop stations, and that's when I was first introduced to like cannabis, and uh, like all these a lot of these underground rappers. Big L, Big L, Master Ace. Okay. Um. So those are the guys I kind of, because the Nas's, the Jay Z's, they were like almost one generation ahead. You know okay. what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, um, Big L was actually a little bit younger. He was younger than a lot of those dudes. Right. You know, so he was the one I kind of connected with. I loved that. You know, okay. but, and, but, and, but everything was about Primo back then. Because Primo was just starting to, like, explode onto the scene. And I couldn't, I couldn't rap. I couldn't break dance. I was terrible at selling drugs. Um, <laughs> you, did, you did sell. You, she likes drugs. Um, <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. I tried, man. <laughs> fucking I tried. Here. I tried, Love, man. I tried. I, I didn't. Nobody I didn't have no bass in my voice. Enjoys drugs, I'm sure. Nobody in here. 
I, I tried, man, but I didn't have no bass in my voice. You tried to sell drugs? I tried, man. Yeah, you know, you had to do everything. See, see, in New York, you learn to be an entrepreneur. You have to find a multiple hustles. Okay. So selling drugs, was. I tried it. It didn't work out for me at all, um, especially since everybody knew my dad was a pastor. Oh, wow. Shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So it was like, it, it really... It, and really it was awesome. only weed, too, wasn't it? It was only weed. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't weight. That's what I was saying. Was at all. Well, that's no, what I was saying like, about it was drugs. Just so weed, just like, it was just weed. You didn't ever try no crack or no heroin to steal none of this shit. Oh, no, no, weed. no, no. I, I, didn't even, I didn't really know about... Oh, I knew about crack and heroin because it was killing the city. But I didn't know about... I didn't actually yeah. experience any of that stuff until I actually got Pastor to college. Son ain't gonna yeah. sell that. He just hears some bad, damn bad. Pentecostal, like a Baptist yeah, yeah. or what? Pentecostal. Yeah. So how you, much? How much church? You ever had the Holy Ghost. Say it again. You ever had the Holy Ghost? I, it hasn't hit me yet, but it hit my my parents. Yeah, yeah. It'll be annoying too. Yeah. How much? How much church pussy did you get back then? So back then, it, it, like my man said, you don't trust niggas to catch the Holy Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That's right. <laughs> man, listen, up, man. Get you some money. <laughs> church was dangerous. Danger. Church was way. Church. See, you have to understand. Back then, everyone went to church, even if you were from the hood. You yeah. went to church because your parents went to church. Yeah. It's not like what's not. It's not like what it is now. Like people don't really go to church anymore. Like you went to church. Okay. You, stand you know, so the Giants football game. All the dying breezes were at church. Church is where you actually. That was the old MySpace. To be quite honest with you, that's where you met up with everybody, exchanged numbers, Sunday much, school class. It was, how much church box did you get? Man, I I, I worked, look at you always hey, gotta go always. to what, how much box a motherfucker get. How much <laughs> box did you get in church? <laughs> Delcia G in this bitch. Like. Seriously, I got church box. Yeah, how much? You want to know how much he got? I want to know how much she you said fucking church get. box, man. Not boxes of chicken from churches. <laughs> Drum roll, please. That's what I'm talking Drum about. Drum roll, please. Good one. Go. I hope that motherfucking flu. I hope that motherfucking flu come back. Okay. No. <laughs> I told that flu to get the fuck up out of here. See ya. Anyway, you know how, how much church box? Did you get so as the pastor's son? It worked all out. the church box. Fuck it, you, me. He it was worked the out pastor's for me. son. It, it might not have happened like no, that. No, no, it, it definitely worked out for me. Well, I was also a, a small talker back then too. So yeah. okay, you know, so it, it worked out. I mean, I was smart about it. You know, I don't. Have, I still don't have any kids. So right. Well, my, to my, Tatiana, hey, I they tell you, you talk. My parents taught you some lessons back then. They were like, if you bring something back to this house, you want. Be living on the streets. I'm like, damn, man, the streets are cold out there, man. I don't want to live by myself, you know. My yeah. parents, they, they, they really put it into my brain not to, not to act crazy. But um, respect yourself. Yeah. But but if you see Sister Williams' wig fall off, she shot with the Holy Ghost. Take oh, we see it. Granddaughter. It. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a kiss. You get your grandma my wig back. <laughs> Man. Oh high, Man. School, high school years. <laughs> How was high school years? Like buckwheat, right? I and think high school years were the oh dopest. Oh, my goodness. My so, hurt. <laughs> in my high school years, where I really found myself, and that's when my entrepreneurial spirit kind of kicked in. Unfortunately, when I was in high school, my, my grandfather passed away, but he was a famous musician. He okay. was a famous jazz artist. Okay. And in his will, he gave me his entire studio. I mean, I came home, I remember he was in Connecticut, and um, I was, he gave me everything. I mean, stuff that I didn't even know about back then. I mean, I had a virtual drum set, the ones that you, with the pads. Right. You know, um, I had a, 
a Hammond organ, okay. keyboards, guitars, saxophones, um, what everything. What's his name? Um, uh, uh, I forgot my grandfather's name. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She threw no, you for Luke. No. He said he was a famous jazz. No, no, uh, uh, no. He went by. He had an alternative name. He went by. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember true. his 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 name was Walter Hill, but he had like I forgot what is it. You know what? I forgot what it is right now. It's a blank. I'm gonna think about it. Who do you think? I didn't know him as a famous jazz artist. Okay, you just know him as grandpa. That was his grandpa. That was grandpa. You know what I mean? But um, what year did you come out of out of high school? Damn. Oh, so it was two thousand. So I two thousand. Two thousand. Okay. Ninety nine. Two thousand. So two thousand. Ninety nine. Two thousand. That was the 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 rough rider year. The right. DMX, DMX, DMX was the hottest. Was he the hottest rapper back then, Magic Mike? In ninety nine, two thousand. I say he's the best dog trainer, but yeah, we give him the best rapper. <laughs> Pop it. That's true. He he was a dog trainer. He was a dog trainer. He was a dog trainer. Um, Brown University. Yeah. What made you choose Brown University so, over going to a black college or going to Syracuse? Or? So I wanted to go to a black college. And I actually, for my first year, I went to a school called Johnson and Wales University. I was in Providence, Rhode Island. Cause I wanted, I didn't, so my parents went to Brown. Wait, 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 hold on. Both. I graduated from Johnson and Wales University. Oh, you went to J. Wu? I went to the campus in Charleston. Okay. Yeah, so I went to J. Wu to, to uh, I went I to Johnson. Do it. <laughs> so I went to J. Wu as a, to do business, <laughs> but my parents were like, "You gotta miss up on, on Brown University." So I ended up transferring to Brown University, uh-huh. and um, which is uh, you know now that was an experience I wasn't ready for because at Johnson and Wales it was the hood it was everybody from Jersey it was everybody from the from New York you know that was that was a that was a New York school like that was an urban school. But Brown you went to school three, four days a fucking week. It was a three day week. Right, like, right. Like Thursday instant turn up. Like right, you got Friday, Saturday, Sunday to do whatever. And that's when Jersey club music, club, um, Baltimore club music, yeah. percolator, all that stuff was just starting to hit the scene. And that's Chicago, there the percolator stuff. Man, see that, and that's and that's what's been Todd, I'll fuck you later. Like, <laughs> our campus didn't have a um, a food plan. We had like two bedrooms, two bathroom apartments, and some apartment. Oh, you know, we was we had dorms. No, there was no dorms. Like we had student housing, but that shit was two bedrooms, two bathroom apartments. Man, oh yeah, yeah. It's so, dope. so wait a minute. You said, you, as a side note, sorry, sorry. right, right, right. You said Jersey club music and Baltimore club music was hitting the scene and shit. Right. There's always been this dispute between. Who originated what music first? They're saying that the Jersey part saying that they invented house music. Okay, no, hell no. So let me tell you how it was. Because I remember being a little, I, mean, I remember. Because you're painting the picture right now for us, right? Let me period. tell you, let me tell you. I was listening to Chicago house music when I was like 13, 14. Cause okay. There was a college station near, my, near me. I forgot what college, college it was. But there was this these group of kids that used to play Chicago House, deep Chicago House. Okay. You know, um, and um, I used to love it because house music. So we in 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 New York, we if you left outside of hip hop, you went into like this electronic. It was almost like it was like electronics, deep deep acid type music. Yeah. yeah, it was it was different. It was like a it was, that rave shit. It was it was it was kind of ravish. Yeah, but. Growing up in church, 
I love the melodic. Like I love the chords and the yeah. the, 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 the choruses and the and the, the R and B's because Chicago house back then for me had a lot of resemblance to gospel, gospel music. Yeah. So it was so dope to me. You saved my day and all that. Yeah, right, yeah. 120 beats per minute. So you yeah. were always moving. You yeah. know what I mean? And you had those 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 chords that you know. Um, You're steady th- checking out the bitch by the speaker. Yeah, I'm gonna go fuck on her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right about now, <laughs> right? You know, that I mean, so full sound to it, kind of like early Kanye West. Hmm? So we didn't listen. Very to true, that. very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was his Kanye influence. West. Yeah. Like, that was his influence. It, 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 very true. Your influence. Right. That's true. That's true. That's true. So Brown University, you, you went there from what years? What years? So I graduated two thousand four. So uh, two thousand two thousand four. What you major in? Um, I major so with Ivy League schools, they have these hybrid. You got like a hybrid. So pretty much, my major was computer science and um, human behavior. So I was actually studying um, how to build interfaces for kids with autism to interact with computers. So I was doing development, UI, UI, UX design, um, user interface design, school UI design, and. I was creating uh, these algorithms and these these interfaces for kids to interface with, so, you know, the software for these kids to interface with computers. Now, mind you, I had also I had a brother that had autism. Okay. So for me, that was always like something I wanted him to like. I wanted him because he was a genius, but he was really poor at communicating. There wasn't like you know, and I had a computer very young. I had a computer when I was seven years old. Church of Money. That is the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drum roll, please. <laughs> Go ahead. Communication thing is the uh, difficult thing with autism. My brother has autism as well, so... Right. You know, growing up around that, you know, kind of intrinsically have a passion for... Right, because you, you know, just want to... do something. You want to do something. And he was a help. genius. Like, he... So, my parents... Well, my, my mom taught us to speed read when we were kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like we had a Encyclopedia Britannica. Remember he has to come these coming like giant. Yeah, right. you'd get a new book like every month until you had the whole or like every oh, week or something. Or something. Right yeah. until you had the whole selection. I think every two weeks you got the new book for the full year. And um, we would we would read like you know how the old TV commercials were where you sat there with two fingers used yeah. to read. That was real. That was for, that was that's what my parents taught us. Mm-hmm. So I was we were reading these books. You know, my brother. I, eventually, I got bored. You know, I went to wanted to go do music and run around outside and stuff. But my little brother, who had autism, he never stopped reading because he never left the house. Right. And he just became this genius that taught himself seven languages and all this other oh, stuff. Wow. And you know, but um, he still had a, he still had issues communicating because there was no software or anything like that back then. Back then, that allowed you to really interface with computers. Okay. Right. I mean, even when I, I, I mean, you're how old is your brother? He is twenty nine now. Okay, so he gets, he's the same exact same age as my brother. I mean, even when they were kids, there wasn't an awareness of autism like there is now. Right. Or you know, you kind of thought your kid was stupid. Honestly, because well, he, they told him that it, you know he's probably going to have to live in a home for the rest of his life. Right. He has three jobs, you know, supports you know my dad. Unfortunately, but, you know, it's like um, you know, but what you were saying about reading though, it was so interesting. He could read before he could communicate. He couldn't talk right. to people, but he could read. 
and he used to read a lot. A lot, yeah. You know, before, but he couldn't. You know, he couldn't really talk to him. Right. right. Um, so that's what I did in college, and I was I was creating like interfaces. So when did you start DJing? So I started DJing before I went to college. So when I got all that studio, first of all, like I said, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't play ball. I had the worst crossover in the game. <laughs> you know, um, I, I couldn't sell drugs. I wasn't a comedian. Um, I could hustle. I can talk, but I, I wasn't. You know, I wasn't a good. You know, I wasn't a good hustler. I wasn't a fast talker. Yeah, you were a ass. You could right. bullshit to people, really. But one thing yeah. I could do is. Once I started learning about electronics, I can wire stuff up. So I started doing sound. Okay. And once I started doing sound, when my grandfather passed, um, he gave me a, a set of turntables. You know, I got techniques. It wasn't even like I got like, some beat down Gemini's. Oh, you got a 1200s, huh? I started off with 1200s. Right. They were actually the 1210s. They were like the ones with the more powerful direct drive motors. Okay. You know, okay. so... Um, the mixer was old school. You know, there wasn't. they didn't have these feather light mixers like they have now. You know, they had to... Kind of throw it, right? But um, so I started just picking up records and doing little parties. I remember I was like, I was really skinny, and I used to climb the the telephone poles. Cut the top of every telephone pole was a tap, which you can just take an extension cord, cut it off, and you have the two wires sticking out. You go to the top of the pole, and you can run your power off the light pole. Okay. So I would be the little nigga that used to climb up the pole like a little monkey, boop 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 boop, <laughs> and tap into the power, and we got free power for all your old street parties. And that's nice. how we used to do it. You know, when you get some masking tape, you mask all the way down the pole so nobody, you know, knocked it off or whatever. And um, that was that was my Stop. first, yeah. You know, that's what that's, and, and that's when I first got into DJing. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's what it was, man. And, uh, and then it just evolved from there. Once I once I started learning how to produce music and, and actually get involved in it, I kind of took that into college with me. And then I started doing mixtapes. And then I started... Finding artists to work with. And Which I, artists did you work with? Uh, my first artist I worked with was Graf. From, um, we had a huge song called MySpace Jump Off. Okay. The song was my first big song, and it was also my first one that I got my um, ASCAP checks off of. Anybody ever heard of Graf? Graf no. Blackhand. Yeah, he had, he had this song called MySpace. Never heard of Graf? Mike? I want to say I did. What, what was this? What Blackhand was it? Chaz. Yeah. He had a big ass, bigger song, right? No, no, yeah. I mean, yeah. Black Hair and Chaz was the, right. Was the street nigga that was from uh, New York that uh, was an old school New York cat who, who did a bank job robberies back in uh, Michigan and shit. Right, back in the day, man. Um, you know, you know my nigga Chaz. That's what's yeah, up. Chaz. I, I know Chaz. I know right. Chaz. We, me and Chaz have talked before um, on the music situation. Yeah, the music business scene. I remember Graf. Right. Um. At at the retreats, at the core DJ retreats and right, shit like that. Right. Yeah, right. Um. Yeah. So I had this hit song with him, and um, it opened up all my doors, man. It opened up doors to the point where you know I was doing shows with Nas, I was doing shows. Um, my biggest, one of my biggest tours was with, was with um, well, there's a couple big tours, man. My biggest tour, oh, actually, before I even get into my tours, I gotta remember. So after I met Graf. Um, I was DJing at a radio station, college radio station then, WBRU, okay. uh-huh. which was in Providence, Rhode Island. And um, I remember my little brother, he was becoming a, you know, a young rapper, and he was doing his little thing. And um, Bobby Valentino just came onto the scene. Okay. And I remember he came by the radio station, and uh, he was like, hey, my, my little brother looked up to him. He was like, hey, man, can you, I was telling him, that, Yo, can you 
you meet my little brother, you know, so he looks up to you, fam. What's good, man? He's like, nah, man, I don't talk to my fans. You know, I have a 900 number. And he really, you know, this is when the 900 numbers used to, were popping back in the day. And I was like, nah, he's, he's right there in the other room, my dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just holler at him. He's like, nah, man, I don't talk to my fans. You know what I mean? I just got to have him call my, call my 900 number. And then him and I got into this argument. And I remember. This is doing the slow down record, right? Was slow, slow down. Yeah, slow down. Slow down was his big, that was his first big record. Right. With Timbo and Bob. And, um, yeah, I ended up shooting the fair one, getting kicked off radio, and it made like to all these different newspapers back then. It was on the Billboard like blog and website, and you know Bobby Valentino shoots the fair one with the radio jock DJ Tech, this and that. Rewind, uh, hold on a second. Explain, shoot the fair one for those who do not oh, know yeah. what shoot the fair one shoot means. Shoot the fair one, um, uh, uh, a head up, a head, uh, a, a fight. Like this. There you go. Yeah. That's what he, I, you know what? I she ain't never heard no shoot the fair one. Have you know you, what's funny? I, I, I have run you heard of it? Never heard of it? Have you? Yeah. Okay, cool. So you've heard, you never heard of shoot the fair one? You've never heard of it either? I have not. Mike? Yeah. Of course. Um, you notice that the black side has heard. Has, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Has never heard of shoot the fair one. <laughs> has heard of shoot the fair one. I mean, the non black of- side. Speaks That's, for itself. Shoot the fair one. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. But when yeah, you shoot the fair one, for my actual, actual non rapper, when you only hear it in raps, you know what I'm saying? And then when you hear a, a person that doesn't rap who actually sits up, who's from the East Coast, instead of saying it's, it's a different type of meaning. Go ahead. Yeah, so I, you know, it shot the fair one with, with Bobby and, um, it was funny. Who whooped who? It, you know, so I I like to think that um I got the best licking. Uh huh. You know um which is a nice shot. You know, um because I took the first shot and it connected and it and it felt so good too, man. Cause what was, was the security at? They were right there. What happened? This, this ended in seconds. It ended in seconds. So you it, got just you 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 snuck him. Oh, absolutely. I absolutely snuck him. And what did he do? Did he hit you back? Yeah, we both kind of, it was more of a tussle. We most like tussled for like, we were tussled for about 12 seconds. And then everybody was, you know, was breaking us up. But it was funny because I remember two years later, he was um, the headline artist for my college at Brown. Right. And my school made me sit down and have a mediation, a mediation session with him before the concert happened. Uh-huh. So he was there the day before, and we had to sit in this room and talk about the fight. And I'm saying, like, because everybody knew about the fight. It, was like, it wasn't like it was like low-key news at the time, you know? Right. And, um, yeah, so that was, that, was, that was one of my highlights of my shameful highlight. But, um, did, you do the, did you do the frat thing at, at Brown or no? So I, I pledged, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't complete. I didn't cross. Oh, really? Yeah, Which I didn't one? cross. Capos. Okay. All right. Yeah. You can leave now. Bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Sigma, so you know okay. we don't like Kappa's too much. I was bullshit. Um so you was gonna do Kappa and everything. I mean, shit, most Kappas are no gay anyways. Most Kappas are what? Most Kappas are no gay anyway. That you know that are gay? Yeah. Most Kappas? Remember they had the marriage? I, I, I don't know. They men homosexuals. Usually that's supposed well, to be the alphas. Frap, yeah, that's usually it's the alphas are the ones that are. Few, uh, look, you met a first few. First of all, I feel like that shit that you tweet, the HBCU shit. 
Uh-huh. I feel like half the time. Side note: them shits be dudes talking about other dudes the way it read. Yes, what do we got you? It's a, it's a, it's a. If you ever take a take a chance, take a listen. Um, on Twitter, it's I'm I'm still a Twitter head. Um, at HBCU Confessions, look at that timeline. I'm gonna read some of a couple of stories. Oh, we'll get to it. I'm gonna jump um, on that. So let's speed up ahead. Like, let's speed okay. up ahead. Let's speed up ahead now. So my biggest, my biggest tour, well, my biggest tour was um, Nas because I did three shows. I did four shows with Nas in the Northeast. You was DJing for Nas. I was DJing for Nas. Uh-huh. But my biggest tour that I was I was known for was with Cat Williams when he joined Dipset. I was his DJ. Wow. So yeah, I was traveling yeah. with Cat Williams and um, how was that experience? That shit had to be epic, man. Man, so heavy. Let me tell you something about Cat. Two no cocaine with him. <laughs> Bombs. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let that breathe. That damn. Say it one more time, Mike. Two no cocaine with him, brother. Bombs. Cocaine. What the fuck do you have to do it so loud? <laughs> you get off on that. The fuck. Put it. Put the headphones back on. No, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So, um, yeah, cat, cat was the wild. That was the wild card. That introduced me to a whole different lifestyle. Cause that's when I first learned about escorting and pimping and and like he. Cause the thing is, every show he had, he had all his girls. So he had like about between fifteen and twenty girls work the hotel. So. At the Get end the of, fuck out of here. At the end of every show with Cat Williams, he would line all his girls up. And then he would let you know, if you're looking for girls tonight, you know, I'm on Craigslist, or here's, here's some cars, you can find the cars, and then $150 an hour, or no, it was $150 a half hour, $200 for the hour. And these chicks were bad. And they used to all be in the caravan. They used to be in the caravan, they used to, to travel with us. Was this at the beginning of Cat, or at the apex of Cat? This is at the apex of Cat. This is before he So he was it. actually pimping, pimping, pimping. Bro, when I say he was pimping, it was there was no joke about this. There was as it on that, if you see some of my old YouTube interviews, you can see that I was telling there was a lot of crazy stuff going on behind the scenes. Magic? What you mean? As a comedian? Yeah. These stories that you, you get, hear. You get funny. You you're funny. You get some money. You're in a limelight. Yeah. One and you know what? Another thing is, Cat was the first person to introduce me. To, he was the first person I ever seen more than ten thousand dollars in cash with, because he would only get paid in cash. He wouldn't do checks. He wouldn't do anything digital. He didn't have a bank account. He did everything in cash. Wow! So at the end of every show, we would be on the green room. It would be like two girls, three girls, or whatever. It would be a couple of guys, and then whoever from the venue would come in with the cash. And he would just count it right there. 40,000, 40,000, 45,000, 50,000, 50,000, 60,000. Was this, okay, so this is Cat at his apex in the movie uh, uh, Friday After Next? Cat? Or be, right before such? I think it's right before that because, yeah, it was right before that. Okay. Yeah, it was right before the movie. Right before the movie. Was he so much pimping or just paying a lot of girls no, at No, he was pimping. He was pimping. He was pimping because he was he was teaching us pimping. He was like, uh, yeah, he was teaching. Like I remember sitting down with him. He's teaching me how to break a bitch. This yeah. how you break a bitch. This how you you know. This how you. This how do you, how you break a bitch real quick? 
I mean, it, it, it's more than stories. So, let, me tell, let, me, let me tell you something about the pimp community. Education. There's, there's an entire ecosystem. Okay. Like there was an entire ecosystem um, when it when it came to pimping. Like there's like there's rules. There's there's like regulations. There's, How there's, do you break a bitch? Come on now. Let's I mean, see if you, so, see if you so, remember. Yeah, the thing about the thing about and this, how old were you when, when you found out how how to break a bitch? How old were you at this time? So this was college, man. This is all during college years. So because I actually dropped out of Brown University to go on tour. So you were like 21, mm. 22? Yeah. Okay. Give us a thing real quick. Give us so, a thing about breaking bitch. One, one of the things they teach you about pimping is game is supposed to be sold and not told. So th- you, it's almost a violation for me to really start breaking stuff down. But I'll tell you this though, it's all a mental game. The whole thing is a mental <laughs> game. So the, the whole the, the whole purpose is it, your job is to get a woman to to give up her pussy, get the hundred fifty two hundred dollars, which usually only happened in fifteen minutes, no matter how long the guy said he was going to be. And um and bring that money back to you and give it to you just like this is this is this is yours. This and is you saw money. this happening with for for cat. I seen it happening with cat and yeah it 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 almost became a consuming lifestyle for a couple of us on that tour. One hundred and fifty dollars. That's what he was charging. If you want to a bitch, man, won't you That's go it? listen to the last verse of "Lay It Down, Lay It Down"? Dirty bustles in my yard, talking shit about a bitch. Clean to be the bitch's family, but they look like dirty tricks. Talking about why did I meet the hoe, fuck the hoe, charge the hoe, buster, don't you need? <laughs> man, you gotta listen to it, man. You gotta listen to it. I understand what you're use saying. The, use the, use the bitch. He's a trick. I'm the pimp. Now I told you, now you know. Break that chain and let her go. We got to learn this shit, man. Listen to that shit. Quit listening to that bullshit ass lit. Uh, uh, I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna go there. What are you gonna say? Listen to bullshit what? Uh, Farrakhan, man. <laughs> no. Okay, anyway. Okay. Rewind. Okay. 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 All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you did Cat's yeah. shit. So Cat did do something. Fucking up So let me tell you, so when Cat's tour ended, like, I was, I was moved to keep learning about this. So I actually met up with another pimp back in college. His name was T.P., Cool dude, man, and um, TP had his own escort business. He was he was also breaking chicks. Okay, and um, so I wanted to be a part of it. You know, I tried my hand at it. My my pimp hand was very weak, but my <laughs> technology hand was strong as fuck. And this is where we really murdered the game. Where um, so I was good at building websites and things of that nature. And we him and I got together and we built this thing called Exotic Ten. Okay, Exotic Ten was where. We were doing webcams and things of that nature. I knew from the technology side how to do stuff. He didn't know anything about technology. But what we were doing was, um, you know, we ended up moving into the same house when I was living off campus. And um, he he had the women and I had the technology. And what we did, ended up doing was we made this, this concept where reality and fantasy collide, where you can watch the girls online. I was doing shooting all these videos with them. And if you could watch these videos like they were porn stars. But if you wanted to actually have service, quote, by them, you could go to the pimp side where, you know, and we were making a ton of money. And I ended up paying off the majority of my college loans through either that money or I had a couple cell phone stores and I did stuff with cell phones back then also. Okay. And, um, yeah, I ended up paying off uh, almost 
so Brown University at that time was fifty one thousand a year, fifty three thousand a year. Shit. Not yeah. So I, I, I know I made over a hundred thousand dollars to pay off school. Okay, so what you want a fucking cookie or some shit? No, no, I'm just saying it was. Because <laughs> I'm a but you are, bitches. But you made a website. I mean, that's like a modern day like Euros. Puts, you know, I mean, well, they originally just had you know on economic hardship deferment. Okay, oh. I was tired of paying that shit. So I'm like, what the fuck can I do? Okay, economic hardship deferment. I call they asses up. Thank you for calling Nelnet. Yes, hi, hello. Um, Nelnet, I can't forget that. I can't them. afford to pay. Ma'am, why can't you afford to pay? I was a part of Hurricane Harvey. Like, I lost everything. Sign Ma'am, <laughs> this is what we're going to do. We're going to set it up so you don't have to pay anything for the next year. Your next payment won't be until February 2019. Really? Oh, okay. Thank you. Got off the phone with their asses and brought a plane ticket. Hand claps. That's the best kind of debt to have. It's forgivable. There's like nothing not worse. They're not going to look for a, a balloon payment. Like, Col- fuck college loans, loans are the worst, man. Yeah. It, yeah. Unless you tell them what I told them. Man, fuck y'all. I don't give y'all shit. I mean, I no. It's only the worst if shit. you go into default. Like, right. you cannot... Don't... The dumbest thing anybody could ever do is default on the federal fucking government. They're not ever going to send you a balloon payment for your fucking student loans. Right. If you call their asses and tell them, I can only afford to send you $20 a month, they're going to say, send me $20 a month. Right. If you say you can't afford to send them no motherfucking money, they're going to be like, all right, we're going to put your shit on hold. Will you still accrue interest? Yes. Right. But that's to be dealt with later. <laughs> Let me tell you about how all 12 of these student loan payments for the for the year 2018, I'm going to have fun with them bitches because fuck them people. Right. Like, goddammit, I went and I got a degree for what? Because I really don't use it here. I mean, whatever. It's cool. I have it. Yay me. But no, yep. 2018, I'm taking that money and I'm going to take care of me. Right. Like, fuck y'all. Good for you. I'm still paying all my shits. Yeah, call them and tell them you hey, were I part of got, Hurricane I Maria. S- fuck them people. I still got some left over myself, man. Okay. Yeah, I think we all do. Here I had we a go. girlfriend that stripped her way through Brown, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Back, uh, <laughs> she was my age, so she would have started in 2005. Nah, we didn't cross over. Oh, you would have you broke that bitch, right? Yeah, I might have broken her. Yeah. You wouldn't have broke her. No, not her? No, nah, she she made more than enough money okay. dancing that, you know. You would have broke that bitch, right? There was a lot of money out there. So let me tell you something about the, the thing about you Brown was, those kids bitch. had so much money. Like, you wanted to have money because they had so much money. These kids were coming from China and Japan and, and, and Europe. Like, the freshmen with Bentleys and... and, 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 and um. Uh, Porsches to, as freshmen, and you're sitting here. And look, I remember when I went to Brown University. The, my roommate, his father owned this company called Quicken. Quicken is like a software company, um, one of the biggest software companies in the world. Yeah, for finances, so I came, right? Huh? Finances, right? Right, 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 right. So I I came in with two garbage bags full of clothes. That's all I really had is this garbage bags full of clothes. Stores. And um, <laughs> and I remember. So I went in. You know, the week before you go to school, you get set up and everything. So I actually went during the, before they had the week before you came in, you kind of toured the, the campus and everything. So I did that. Mm-hmm. I, I saw where my room was going to be. When I got to my room, it was the first time I seen a flat screen TV. We had a, the, this kid's father hooked the room up where we had biometric locks on our door. 
before Shit. biometric locks was even something that was popular what? at the time. Uh-huh. Um, we had a 24-inch flat-screen TV that sat on top of the bureau. He put a rug in the room. He he furnished the, the you know, the, the dressers, and we had, like, lights and, you know, lights that had, like, you know, you can variably put it up, you know, make it a little bit brighter and darker, not just on and off. Like, we had, like, variable lights. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that. And this is my freshman. This is, I mean, Gary was the <laughs> coolest kid I've ever met, man, because he had so much money. He was just. You still stay in contact with him? Nah, nah, he was out. He's out of my league now, I man. He's just, we don't even talk the same language, but we know each other. I mean, we, I mean, Facebook friends and LinkedIn friends, but we don't really chop it up like that. Okay, let's move ahead up until right now. Okay, you were named top twenty-five for technology, right? Yeah, I got uh, for Black Enterprise. I was, um, I was. I guess not nominated. I was I was called out to be uh, the top thirty-five, <laughs> top thirty-five under thirty-five in the country for technology. Hand claps. Damn. Yeah, that was pretty cool, man. That was pretty dope. You've worked with Chance the Rapper. Yeah, the Chance the Chance opportunity was dope. So let me tell you how Chance worked out. Chance opportunity was so dope because the way it happened. Uh huh. So I saw Chance at this place called um, the JP. Um, uh, I forgot the name of the rooftop. What's that rooftop in Lincoln? Um, Jay Parker. Okay, it's a rooftop in downtown, and I saw a group of dudes congregated in a corner, and it's all drinking, all brothers though, and they looked like they were doing something. And I was, you know, when I first came to Chicago, I didn't know anybody. I got off of work at one o'clock, so I didn't know. I didn't know any. You know, I was, you know, my I didn't do. I had nothing. You know, I didn't have any friends out here. So I would go to all these rooftops trying to act bougie. And um, I saw him, and they were all talking. So I went over to him. I had some. I, I got three Coronas. I went over to him. I introduced myself. Like, what's going on, fam? My name's Tech. I'm not sure who you guys are, but the vibe looks dope. And I just want to introduce myself because I don't know anybody else in Chicago. And they were like, oh, man, come sit down with us, you know. And we just started talking. And they were like, what do you do? And I was like, um, I do marketing. You know, I work for United Airlines, but I also do, like, marketing and, um, you know, at that point, I started to playing around with a little bit of, uh, like, billboards and stuff like that. I was learning about it. You know, I was trying to get into it. Right. And uh, they were like, well, uh, we're looking for somebody to help us with marketing for Chance's first campaign. Okay. You know, when he, um, and they were like, can you get good numbers? And I was like, yeah, I can get good numbers, you know, not knowing anything because I was lying about everything. Right. So um, he was like, okay, well, we'll reach out to you in a couple of days. A couple of days goes by. They actually reached back. They were like, hey, we're looking for billboards and we're looking for um, TV commercials. Can you do help us out with that? And I'm like, yeah, I can get you the lowest numbers in the game. And they were like, all right, well, um, our first campaign was going to be X amount of dollars. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, and I was like, okay, and um, what do you think you can get for us? I said, let me get back to you. So I remember calling up Comcast for the billboards and I said, um, hey, how much for TV ads? And I'm like, $30, $40, $50 an ad. And I'm like, man, that sounds, that's too expensive. Not for the numbers, that, that's too expensive. So I hung up. I remember calling back a day later. I said, hey, I'm calling for McDonald's. How much for X amount of ads if I pay this much money? The numbers were completely different. Okay. So I ended up calling back the original dude. Like, hey, fam, I know you can get down to these numbers. You know? It went from... $30, $40 a pop to now $5 a pop. Okay. And I was able to do the same thing with the billboards. And um, 
the name of the company. I, it doesn't matter what the name of the company was. But um, so I ended up getting this deal for him that was almost a third cheaper than the biggest marketing company in Chicago. Really? And I murdered it. I was able to get him on every billboard downtown. I was able to get him on every single placement you can possibly imagine mm -hmm. for his first album. And um, that was my big kind of debut into Chicago. It was like, I didn't even know who Chance was, who Chance the Rapper was, personally. Because at that point, he really was, um, he was known in Chicago, but he wasn't known outside of Chicago. Okay. You know, and uh, it was, this is only four years ago. If you think about it, this is only four years ago before okay. he's, he's doing what he's doing now. And, um, yeah, so we, we kept the relationship, and the vibes has been dope. And, um, yeah, it was, that's, yeah. It just took it took off. Now hand claps on that. Hand claps on that. Yeah, it was cool, man. It was just, and that's where the New York hustle comes from. The New York hustle makes you believe that there's nothing that you can't do. Right. You so know how, what I mean? how exactly did you do it? You said you like uh, got priced. You so know, the thing is, as for prices, like for McDonald's, as they treated me to like a nigga at know. first, looking at like I was just trying to buy one or two or three ads at first. Right. But when I told him, "Hey, I'm doing ten thousand ads." Okay. When I wasn't doing ten thousand ads. But when I found out that they can go that low, right? it proved to me that I can make it happen. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, that's when I went back to him. Like, I need these numbers, man. I said, you could pull them back up after this for my next campaign. But I knew they weren't going to do that. Once you give somebody a taste of, like, you know, this type of whatever, this level, you can't really go back on it. So, um, yeah, I've been doing it ever since, actually. So, yeah. Oops. I'm good. I'm glad to hear that. What are you? What is? What are you working on currently right now? So right now, look, I do a lot of different things, man. Um, I have um, besides being a rough rider. Ah, yeah, I love bikes, man. I love motorcycles. Um, I have probably one of the the the, the dopest looking bikes in Chicago. Um, I don't say that because you know, I'm just trying to boast, but I have put a lot of time into it. Um, I have a crazy looking motorcycle. I designed an entire LED system that is 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 crazy animated and does all this crazy stuff. Um, what type? Um, R6, Yamaha R6. If, I, I'll show you a picture in a second, man. It'll blow your mind. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's a gorgeous okay. piece of work. But um, so what do I do now? Um, I, I like to consider myself a serial entrepreneur. Um, I'm doing this. I have this project called Carved Models. What's that? Carved Models is gonna. It's, it's like the new um, model mayhem. So I got into photography. So on Facebook, uh, about a couple, about eight months ago, a guy came up to me. He said, "Hey, your drones. I, I, I shoot drone vo uh, videos and photography." Right. And the dude was like, "Hey, um, you're not really a real photographer doing drone footage, drone photography. That's not really a photographer." Because I made a I made a comment on Facebook. Like, hey, I'm, I'm really killing the photography game. He's like, "You're really not a photographer." And I'm like, "My man, it's like, I'll destroy you. You know." And I never did regular photography. And he was like, man, I've been 21 years into this, man. And I'm like, like, give me 90 days, fam. You give me 90 days. And 90, but 100 days later, um, I took his top model. And I, did, I, I, I probably did one of the best portraits of his top model. And I've been doing it ever since. And when I got into this modeling thing, um, working with models and doing photography, I learned that there was this gap because I didn't know where to post my photos. I didn't want to do use Instagram. Right. And back in the day, they used to have this site called like Model Mayhem. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And like um, one model's place, and it was there's not really a lot of options for a model to really post their work. Yeah, model mayhem uh, was other than much it for a other, long time. Right, it was it, it ran shit, but it died. It never upgraded. They never they never evolved. So um, so I now I know how to build apps, and I know how to build you know you know I know I know how to do this stuff. So um, 
I had this project called Carved Model Project, which is um, Carved Model is, is, is technically the new model mayhem for okay. 2018. Okay. And, um, I've gotten a lot of the responses been absolutely amazing behind that project. And, um, but, um, yeah, so I also develop apps. Um, when I first came to Chicago, I didn't know any, any females out here and I was thirsty as hell cause I got off of work at 1 PM every day. <laughs> so, um, plenty of fish, plenty of fish almost got me killed in Chicago. Every I met- stripper I know that I work with is on that single is on pretty much or, um, uh, I'm playing fish. How many fish? Yeah, playing fish will get you killed. Plenty man. of fish or whatever. Right, yeah, that's cute. bro. Every fucking fam. Let me tell you a story. I know is on there. Let me tell you a story, man. There was this shorty, bad man. She was in this leather tight everything, looking Gucci. She was, I probably know her. She was gorgeous, man. But she told me to meet her at the gas station. You know, never a good Which sign. Number one. It was near like Inglewood or something. Okay. So. I, first of all, I don't know anything about oh, Inglewood. You know, okay. Inglewood is mistake number two. You know, so I meet up with her. I pick her up from the gas station, and uh, we riding around. And I'm like, where you want to go? She was like, we can go to High Park, get some food. I'm like, yeah, 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 let's do this. You know what I'm saying? Word up. You know what I'm saying? So I'm riding around with her, and I see this dude in Apollo pull up to the side of me. Uh-huh. Like this old school Impala. And, um. Story. And I'm 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 looking at the dude and then I'm like, yo, what's wrong with this fool? You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, uh like so he him and I are going back and forth. He's trying to catch up to my car. He's trying to catch up. I'm I'm tinted out, but he's catching up to my car, catching up to my car, and I'm saying, like, man, what's wrong with this fool, man? So I went to go tap her. I'm like, yo, shorty, look at this nigga right here. And I went to go tap her and she wasn't there. And I was like, what the f-? So I tapped her and it was just like air. And I didn't know she was laid out flat in my passenger seat. Shit. And I'm like, yo, what's wrong with you? Why are you flying? Like, I said, you know this nigga? And she was like, yeah, I know that nigga. I'm like, how you know this nigga? And she was like, that's my ex-boyfriend. And I was like, why is he chasing me from the gas station? He's like, I just broke up with him. And I'm like, what? Uh-huh. So I'm over here dipping and diving. And the only thing I have is Google Maps. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking at my Google Maps trying to get around. And and, and you already know. Now, I, I mean, after college, I ended up going to the, the Air Force. Right. So, um. I feel pretty good at defending myself with maneuvering. So I'm over here taking streets, boop, 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 and the dude ended up actually leaving. He never saw her in my car. But he thought he, he, thought he, you know, he, thought he might have saw me pick her up, but he never. So mind you, I'm terrified. I got this chick who's trying to get me killed. She was like, I say, but the thing at the same time, I'm a gentleman, so I'm like, yo, you got to get out of my car. I'm going to respectfully drop you back off at the gas station. And she was like, nah, I need you to drop me off at my mom's house. So I was like, well, whatever, man, where's that at? She was just a couple blocks away, so I dropped her off at my mom's house. I was, wa- I was watching her walk to the door. She knocked on the door, but no one opened. And I was getting ready to peel off, and she ran back to the car. And I'm like, damn. Mm. And she made me drop her off at her aunt's house. And, you know, and um, actually, somebody opened the door, and I peeled off. I never saw her again. But we're still into Instagram friends. But <laughs> <laughs> Stories. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, but because of this, I didn't want to go out because Chicago scared me at that point. Now right. I thought y'all gonna kill me. Right. You know. So um, I worked with my man, one of my dudes that I knew from college. We had, we started this app called Soul Swipe. Uh-huh. So Soul Swipe was an app for just black people. On never heard of it. It's dates of dating. It was what like it was, black people meet, but before. Um, it was after black people meet, and it was the number one dating website for minorities in this entire market for okay. like three about three years. Uh huh. 
And um, I had uh, we peaked out about a um, little over a million two subscribers in the Midwest region. Nice. It was so you. Soul Swipe was before Tinder. Soul Swipe was after Tinder. Right but, up on the Christian Mingle. But I copied the Pop it. <laughs> I copied the Tinder model. Uh so I kinda copied their engine and applied it to black people. But what I got into trouble with was I created this algorithm, no shade. I created this algorithm where it deleted white people automatically. So if you Bombs! Have, wait, hold on. Bombs! So, no shame, but could you make one that deletes men even if it says you're just looking for women? Bombs! <laughs> All right. I swear to fucking God, that's why I got rid of Tinder. So, so Soul Swipe, what it did was, um, so it connected to your Facebook account. And if you had to listen to certain types of music, or you, lit, you, um, or you, you identify with certain associations, it would delete you automatically. And... Um, I remember going to all these little meetups and talking about my app and it was like this thing of controversy because people were like, you're racist. You're, <laughs> you're racist and you know, you're, wow. you're, 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 you're like, you can't do this. Is it still going on? Soul Swipe still going on yeah, right yeah, now? Yeah, the app is still, you can download the app right now. Really? And um, it's not deleting white people though. Okay. Yeah, that's, we had to take that functionality out of it um, just because we couldn't get funding anymore. It was just people were pulling the money out the app. They were like, "No, we're not." Yeah, y'all was deleting white people, but y'all wanted white folk money. Right? You're they absolutely right. Pop it. <laughs> Fuck. Break a <Yeah>. bitch. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? There you go. You um, want to delete me, but you need me. Fuck y'all. Yeah. So, um, soul swipe, soul swipe. And that's popped why you was going down plenty of fish because they was like, "Get that nigga." <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Pop it. Right. All right. All right. Did I tell you I was a savage? <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Shut up. Rihanna. Shout out to DJ Tech. Yeah. Top 35 under 35. Um, we now got a segue now, Tech. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We got a segue now. Um, let's go into. Uh, you posted something on Sunday about black breeding groups. Oh man, this talk about talking about setting the internet on fire. Um, Delcia, you, have you, you heard about this? No. Okay, talk so this, this is an entire subculture. So I got added to a group recently called um, um, Queen of Spades. Queen of Spades. It was a Queen of Spades group where white women would get this tattoo on them. Indicating that they only date black men. But the more important thing about it was they, they do this thing called black breeding, where they meet up with black men and have black babies to get rid of the white race. So their belief is to get this, we want to extinct the white race. And they have all this propaganda. I mean, when I talk about propaganda, it will blow your mind some of the propaganda they have about, like, you know, it was almost like, you know, how we have the Black Panther movement and then we have these movements of like this strong African American movements of like, you know, be prideful, you know, protect your, you know, black, blackism. It's the same thing, but for white people to leave the white culture and to breed with black people because we got stronger genes. And it got to, it, so one of the things that pissed me off this weekend when I got added to this group, one of the conversations was how to poke holes in a condom. And they had this thing with these three girls, these three white girls was all on a, sitting together at different stages of, of, of uh, pregnancy and um, they're called magnum babies. When you poke a hole in a magnum and you can 
you get pregnant with the dude's baby. They call him Magnum baby because obviously he's black. Um, not all black dudes wear Magnum. So, uh, anyways, that's a whole different conversation. Pause, um, pause, pause. Boy, pause, pause. Um, but yeah, so it, it's I, it spawned this crazy conversation on my Facebook, which kind of spread out to a lot of different people's pages, and um, it's it's really interesting because um, I ended up getting tagged in a post with this girl who's son died because he had this weak gene or something had to do with his genes being weak and she was like if he had stronger genes if he had African American genes he would have survived and she was like that's why I would never date another white boy again because I believe that you know white people are going to kill my kids again and it was just like this crazy crazy concept that I've never experienced before this is something I've never seen before heard before or have experienced and um yeah, so I put it on my Facebook page, and it, it took a life of its own. Imagine me, what, I'm at Shaw's with the kids on, on Sunday. Um, popcorn shop was closed down, and I'm reading all of this. That's the reason why I had that post away. There are actual black breeding groups on um, Facebook. The group that I got added to had 97,000 people, and you can only be part of it if you're willing to breed with another woman. That's the crazy part. Your like, thought, your thoughts, as he said all of this right now. Your thoughts. All those motherfuckers can sh- jump straight in the dumpster. I mean, that shit's trash. So, but see, this, this is the this is the tricky part. So, this is what's going on right now. So, what we're experiencing right now is a world reversal. It's like today, I had I took some pictures off Twitter because there was this two uh, was two tweets that got retweeted heavy of two people, two women proposing to their man again, which is just blowing my mind. But the thing is. I have to say, the guys I hang out with in Chicago, a lot of guys, especially, no disrespect to my biker guys, but a lot of the guys I run with, especially my bike guys, we will go to the club and there'll be wallflowers the whole night. They won't talk to the women. They just won't, like, so it's, what's happening now is you have this, I don't know where, where the man, the, the, why is the men are losing their confidence. Women are becoming overconfident to the point where they can, Proposed to a man to get married to him, and um, you know, and now you have black men who have, who are in a situation where they have this low confidence, and women praising them as the these almost demigods, and they're falling right into this trap, and they're the, they're engaged with it, and it's it's something I've never seen. Like I, I've always called people while like I've always got pissed off on my guys in Chicago because some a lot, a lot of my guys in Chicago because we'll go to the club and see the most beautiful women. And he won't say nothing to them. They might be men. No, man. No. We'll be at like some place like mid or some some you know Paris or you know we'll be at one of these. And you know the women are beautiful. They're they're they're, they're their bodies are right. They're looking gorgeous. But these guys they don't have game anymore because like the internet messed it up. You know like men are losing game. Man overall, you know yeah, will not approach women. Game. Hold, on, hold on a second. They don't have fucking social skills. They don't have social skills. Right. Like, social skills have a lot to do with how you interact with fucking people. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, if all you're doing is sitting around with a bunch of fucking hard legs all day, every fucking day, of course you're not going to know how to talk to a fucking lady. Especially when you have internet. I mean, when you have the internet doing, like, you now have to direct message. You can... 
and with, with social media, you can be whoever the fuck you want to be. It's the most in anonymous. person. You have to be who the fuck you are. Right. Right. On the internet, you can be any motherfucking schmuck you want to be. Photoshop. Because and... you got. There's no telling how much space separates you and the motherfucker you talking shit to. Like you know what right. I'm saying? Okay, Delcy, um, Elena, your, your thoughts on that? What he just said. You know, when I saw that... forty characters. When I saw that thing about um, the the black uh, breeding or whatever, I think I left a comment. Somebody posted something on it, and I said, do you know the way genetics works? Of course, um, the more diverse, um, you know, any organism... Okay. You said if you have about any evo- given you organism, you said something about evolution. Yes, if you any given organism, the greater genetic diversity within you know that organism for them for those two to mate would be bring out the better qualities in the species. That's how evolution works. Okay, is by you know the stronger species, um, you know cross. Not not cross. I, like I'm not saying there's no difference in you know ho- Homo sapiens, you know, between you know black, you know white, whatever. But I mean, there are different genetics where you know if you get uh, say a genetic bottleneck, a small of a, a small town in like rural America, for example, or a small town in somewhere even more isolated in. The, you know the third third world um you're gonna end up with a lot more uh genetic issues okay so technically yes for a white person to breed with a african-american person i mean that would they would have a strong offspring most likely but that's like eugenics that's like and that's I, that's, that's social what, engineering, right? That's social Darwinism. That's what justified, you know, creating a master race, like you know Hitler's whole ideology. Y- even though it's backwards in a sense, right? It's you reverse know, almost, right? It, it's reverse in a sense. But then you get to a point where you know, if everybody did crossbreed and uh, or whatever you want to call it, that sounds so dehumanizing. Yeah, just the word, the word just breeding, breeding is, sounds like, like so de- you know, like you said, do you mean, do you, you mean like it's like inhumane? Like yeah, it's, it's, it's dehumanizing in the most. I've never heard its concept until just recently. Magic Mike, this your is thoughts. a trash ass concept though. Magic Mike, your thoughts? I don't mm-hmm. think about no shit like that. I don't give a fuck about no shit like that. I don't give a good goddamn about. about that. I, I don't give a fuck all that. You know how many. Nigga, my daddy made me and didn't take care of me. I don't give a fuck about right. nobody. Right. <laughs> so, if a bunch somebody. of black, white yeah. women want to give birth to that. fucking black babies yeah. and be single fucking parents, more power to you bitches with your yeah. dumb ass. I don't give you're a so fuck. smart, you're fucking stupid. Yeah. You think you fucking breeding the, ne- the next generation? A next generation of fucking losers because he going to be just like his right. goddamn dick. nine bitch. years old had that big old dick and you right. can't tell him shit. And he ain't like, got that mature 38 year old grandmother and shit. Don't nobody give a fuck about that. Bitch, be a single parent. Okay. If that's what yeah. you want to do. That's the crazy part. They I would call him Timberland Dick. Exactly. Bombs! <laughs> 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 
Jesus fucking Christ. Here we go. Tim Lane Date. Rewind. Pause. Tech, Magic Mike, Elena, Delcia. Did you all read about what happened to... Did you read the whole thing about Aziz? Man, we just had a discussion no. about that. It pissed me the, off. The, the, uh, the comedian dude, right? Yeah, the comedian... Um, uh, Indian dude or whatever. Indian dude yeah. that's a comedian. Master no. of none. Um, uh, Never did, liked him. What, didn't what get happened? around to reading about what, what happened. What happened? Okay. Go ahead, go ahead, Delcy. So apparently, he went out on a date with the chick, and they ended up busting down. But according to this chick, white woman, some many months later, years. No, because this happened in the summertime. Like, like. Him being at the Golden Globes or whatever, the last award that just passed. With oh, the I thought this was years end. later. No, this was probably mid-2017. Okay. Apparently, she felt like he wasn't picking up on her nonverbal cues and not wanting to buzz down. So she buzzed down. And now she's calling it sexual assault. I need to pause for two seconds because right. this is what the fuck I need ladies to know. And I'm not victim shaming at all because I've been victimized. Bitch, there's no such thing as a nonverbal cue. You don't want to buzz down. Tell a motherfucker you don't want to buzz down. But now because you get to do a 3000 word essay is sexual assault mm-hmm. and right. you want to ruin this man's career. I'm not fucking going if you don't want to suck the dick you don't have to suck the dick what's so hard about saying no ladies stop putting yourself in a position to where you think that a motherfucker's supposed to read right. your non-verbal cues use your speaking words bitch because you have them yeah. because you got the motherfuckers after the fact right. 10 months a year 24 months after the fact, 36 years, 10 years, 12 years. You deserve After applause. the fact, you have a voice. Right. Applause for that. Bitch, you had that same motherfucking voice when it was happening 12 years ago. Don't tell me shit about a nonverbal cue. If a motherfucker goes to grip my ass and I slap my hand, I push their hand away, and he don't get that picture, now I'm finna get loud with your ass and everybody finna be looking at you like you crazy. Hey. You came to his house. Exactly. Willingly. Right. You bust down willingly. Because there's up. no way in the world. And she My hung around I, afterward. E- exactly. She sucked. It's so she insulting sucked. to anyone that's been in that position where they have. If it's a bad date, it's a bad date. A bad date is not sexual assault. Man, a she bad, su- it wasn't a twice. fucking bad date. Oh, this times. bitch wanted it to two times. She wanted something more, and he wasn't going. Bitch, you just suck my dick. Like, nice. I'm the master of motherfucking none, bitch. I don't need no woman, because every bitch want to what? Suck my fucking dick. First of all, it's Aziz Azari. <laughs> women. Right, like, right. anybody, you and I, I, I could fucking take him on. You could fucking take him on. Aziz is like, he's like... He's a little mouse, man. Like, I'm talking about all I got to do is grab his motherfucking balls and pull All you got to do is bite down. Fold on my ass. I'm not fucking going. Like, I'm reading this shit. Like, at bite. first I didn't want to read it. <laughs> then, goddammit, I started reading it. And the more I was reading it, the more I got, like, angry because I'm, like, listening to this bitch's words. Bitch, you mad because it didn't go the way you wanted it to go. 
I was so upset when I read that. Can we tell you something? Let me tell you both from our perspective. Go ahead. So I, I fall into this category of, um, I call it the new hood. Um, I have this whole movement called the new hood where it's like, um, you know, I work in corporate America. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I'm just in this, I'm a black man in corporate America making corporate America, you know, corporate America money, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel like, um, so a lot of my entrepreneurial friends, they're scared. To, they're, they're getting to a point where they're scared to hire women now. Like we have our discussions because this Me Too movement. Really? Wait, wait, wait. wait. The Me hold Too. On, hold, on, hold, on, hold on a second. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. You're going on record as saying those guys are what? They're scared to hire women. What? Don, we've talked about this. My my boys have actually said to me, like, yo, bro, I'm going to hire somebody younger who is not really into this movement or who's not going to sue me or who's not going to get us in tr- Like, So this is what the fear is. And I can, I can to some degree, I can kind of, I hear what they're saying. It's almost as if um, if you make any wrong move toward a woman nowadays, they can scream me too. And... What happened with Aziz, which I'm so proud that the these people pushed back with the Aziz situation. Because it almost became a situation where anything goes. You had a bad date. He jumped off and you, you know, like if if you have been sexually assaulted, then that is something else. No woman should be sexually assaulted. If something has happened, if something has happened to you that has stopped you, inhibiting you from um being productive at your job, that needs to be reported. That needs you, you can be, but the dude, you know, um, the dude, uh, what's up, what's up, baby girl? I, I see you with them curves. That's a dude making this, taking a shot. I personally think if you say don't ever do that again, boundaries have been set, don't cross that boundary again. You know, um, I mean, I don't think you should be lewd or lascivious, but I mean, it's a guy's job to talk to a woman. If he doesn't, if not, if a lot of dudes don't have game anymore. So I, I, I realize there's a, there's a, you know, there is a, there is a boundary there that doesn't need to be crossed. But what's I, I think what a lot of guys are scared of now is that, um, you might have talked to a girl ten years ago or tried to kick game to a girl ten years ago, and she might now use it against you because it didn't work out or, um, like it's a fear that men are scared to be called out now. Magic, what you, when your thoughts, what you so when you hear that? Though. It's sad. Uh, shit. Could have been locked up a long time ago for the, the, the for this Me Too shit. It, it's, it's, it's fucked up. Social media done fucked the shit up. The internet done fucked the shit up. So now we all got to go get dials to fuck. And them dials ain't saying no <laughs> word. Uh, hold on, hold you on. see them new dials? The new dials. Thick ass no, dials. No, but see. Okay, whatever the fuck. Who cares? That I have a matter. problem with the fucking sex doll, though. Let him finish his, his uh, statement, uh, I, I, I don't, that, that's it. Me too. Uh, 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 hey, man, I got a dial. Me too, nigga. <laughs> there you go. Hey, man, I, right. I don't fuck with that bitch no more. <laughs> Me too, nigga. I don't fuck with her either. Now, when I think about the sex doll from that perspective, oh, Okay. But there's about sex dolls. They're fucking doll sex dolls. Let me read like, something no. real quick. Let me read something real quick. This was on this was on Twitter. I mean, uh, women are not are not going to stop warning each other about assaulters, abusers, harassers, discriminators. We're making lists, spreadsheets, spreadsheets, secret files, groups, and invite the new girl out for a dinner and a chat. So you you might as well start behaving yourself. 
It's just your name could be on that list. You That's know, scary, though. It's not like Elena, that, though. Go ahead, go ahead. That's scary. I've been to, you know, Me Too uh, marches. Really? And I've talked to them. Yeah, we had one over um, at the Thompson Center. You see, if you look at my Facebook, um, it was back, you know, in uh, December. Not that many people showed up initially. There was only a crowd of about maybe 40 or 50 people. Um you know, I just sort of got on stage haphazardly because the organization that was putting it on, I, I'd known people in that um, organization. So, um, How long did you talk? I just told my stories of um, sexual, um, about maybe 15 minutes, Lies. 10, 15 minutes. Lies. You talk for 30 minutes. You know you did. <laughs> 45. Maybe. Everybody's so I sensual did. now. But you know what? The thing is, is that, you know, Sensitive. once we started, you know, marching, um, Side note, uh, you, people you, started joining in. Side note, do you mix these two or no? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's yeah, a good shot, right? but I don't have ice, so bowl. it's... got to do these two. It's called, a cinnamon, it's <laughs> called no, cinnamon Toast them. Crunch, okay? It's Dude, good. Okay, I get it. It's sweet, I get it but... Now. Okay, I Y'all get it. Y'all should see what this lady brought in the drink. She brought some uh, Bath and Body Works <laughs> lotion and some motherfucking... <laughs> <laughs> Rubbing alcohol, some some mopping. No, she going. brought some rum chata and some fire. No, 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 that's the, that. They gotta go home with her. You know. You, oh, okay. That's our drink right there. Oh, my apologies. We get you another one. Yeah, we get you another. One. I come back. I was gonna bring Jack Daniels tonight too, so I, I was like torn this between this and that. So. my boo right here. He Cheers. loves. Cheers. Cheers. I love Jack Daniels too. That's Finish what you're saying. Go ahead. Me too. Movie. Um, but you, once you, you know, we started. Uh, no, I didn't. But once we started marching, and you know, I think some of the other young girls in the crowd, you know, saw me up there, whatnot. I remember there was a uh, one, you know, girl that told me she was 18, but I think she was younger than that, and um, got up and talked about, you know, what her father was doing to her and you could tell it was her, the, her first time telling anyone but on a microphone in front of the um you know uh water tower place and it, so are you all making lists or was, not i'm not making no list not making lists it's it's, it's not about it's not about famous people it, 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 okay it is it, it's about society in general. It's about the way that, you know, by the time a woman is 18 in this country, there's a, a 34% chance that she's been, you know, raped by a family member or a close family friend. Okay. And that's just what people admit. You it's see, probably more people than that. Now, you see they're trying to come down on Franco now. James Franco. Well, you know, I don't, I, I didn't, I don't know anything about that story. So five I women are five women are trying to come, come at him. They all. Well, if there's five that? women, they who all James sucked Franco? his. Okay, Mike doesn't know who James Franco is. They all suck James Franco's dick willingly Pop because it. he's fucking James Franco. Pop Do you it. understand what the fuck right. I'm saying? Right. Like, there's no getting around it. Being sexually assaulted is when a motherfucker. Take your pussy right. against your will. Right. When they tell when you, you busting your shit open. Right. And you all in the moment with that motherfucking. But and five minutes after the fact, you feel like you shouldn't have done it. Right. That that's not sexual assault, sweetheart. Okay. Rewind. 
If your panties get ripped, you got sexual no. assault. No, you but you know when somebody takes you somewhere, <laughs> when they take you somewhere <laughs> that you don't want to be, and they're like, "Oh, just exactly. do this or that, when and I'll let you go without hurting you." No, stop! Please don't. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, you end up down on the fucking floor with your panties ripped and your bra ripped. Yeah. And you were sexually like, assaulted. Right. But if he like take my hand and follow me, and you follow him. And you suck his dick, even though you don't want to, but you still do it because, I mean, I was right there. So why not? Bitch, that's not sexual assault. You sent yourself off. Ladies, you have the power to control any situation that you are in. And if you feel like you are not safe, you speak on that shit and make a move. Okay. Don't fucking put yourself into a situation. Round of applause on that one. And then sit up here and feel like 10 years later a motherfucker did something bad to you when 10 years ago you had the power to tell him, no, stop, don't. Okay, let me ask you this. And Magic Mike, give me your expertise because you're the OG of, the, of, of this whole crew. Have you, have you ever had a situation where you're in the middle of sex and she says, no, stop? No, it was more so like, that's my man at the door. Oh, shit. <laughs> of course. I mean, because... No, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Let that breathe for a minute. Go ahead, go ahead, man. Yeah. Like, it just instantly went limp, like... <laughs> went, went from... Went from throw a hammer to the uh, gummy worm dick. But listen, okay. Cause you get nervous. But listen, honestly, no, I've never, I've never been in that situation <laughs> where I had to stop and she said, "No, it's so weird." Shit, more so. That's all, nigga. Yeah, bitches, you, you number three for the day. One of the classifications <laughs> for sexual assault in the state of Illinois, in the middle of penetration, if she tell you to stop and you do not stop. You just committed rape. Okay. Yes. If there's been any penetration involved, and she even says, if no, stop, don't. Hold on. You, when so you tell me if you're already stroking it. If you're already stroking it, and she tells you to stop, she doesn't want to go any further in the state of Illinois, and you continue to go, my man, you just committed rape. Well, I would stop anyway. If Hold she on. Said, if no, you were stroking, it, from what I was told from the detective, when I was. Um, you know, it, it was a, a it, the basic definition between um, sexual assault is any sort of, you know, sexual touching or anything that isn't wa- isn't wanted, any sort of activity. Once it involves penetration of any extent into the vagina, um, penis in the vagina, that's when it goes into the uh, realm of rape. And that's all that you really had to say about okay, that. Okay, honestly. That's I, the, the legal definition no between zone. the Mr. two. Mr. Jackson, the sixth grade, I think I told y'all this <laughs> no story before. Zone. He was a graduate of Morehouse University. Morehouse University. He uh-huh. was a Kappa. Uh-huh. Kappas? But he was cool as shit. Ooh. He was a smooth dude. He came into school. Cool Kappa. Sixth grade one day, he sent all the girls out for uh, recess. He kept the boys in. We was like mad. He's like, hey, look here, man. Tell y'all something. Y'all starting to develop now. The girls developing, they getting breasts, they doing this. His brother had caught a rape case down at Morehouse. He had graduated already. His brother was a freshman now. Right. So his brother caught a caught a rape case or whatever, a, a, a spellman or whatever. You know, mess with the chick or whatever it was. 
but he had a talk with us, man. And that to this day, that talk still sticks in my head. Whenever a girl say no, she don't want to do it. Let her go. Leave her alone. Leave Let her, her go. the fuck alone. Let her go. Simple as that. And that's that's the first teacher that I ever heard cuss in the classroom like that. He was like, "Hey, man, when these girls, he's like, y'all was all them girls y'all been hitting on the booty. Y'all need to stop that shit." And he he got our attention. Like he really told us some real shit, and he shared his story with us. He was only twenty six years old, mm. but he was knocking down all the all the young fire teachers around the teachers' aides and shit. Right. He was smooth. He was cool. And, and, and one other thing I remember about him, he, he was a stone. And he used to be like, hey, we on Saturday Night Street, we at Ruggles. He was like, hey, man, tell you all your boys, all them A-ray niggas that think I'm, they, they going to walk up on me and all that shit. He opened up his book bag, opened up his briefcase, showed me that little 38. He's like, let them know I'm going to shoot the shit out of somebody. <laughs> Stories, Let them know man. I have no problem Yo, with shooting nobody. Can, can, can I say something? This is a super segue. But growing up in New York, man, um, so a lot of my dudes grew up as five percenters, God body, you know. Peace to the gods. Uh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, ass motherfuckers. Hey! So, <laughs> so one thing I remember is growing up in New York and always remember when dudes from Chicago came into the hood, we stopped everything for them. I remember, I don't remember, I don't know, I never knew what the dude's name was, but he used to come like maybe three or four times a year. He came from Chicago, he came into the Bronx. And I remember they rolled off the red carpet for the dude because we had so much respect for your gangs. You guys had Larry Hoover, you guys, because you were actually, that's where gangs originated from. Right. I, mean, I feel like Chicago originated a lot of shit. You guys did. And it just went to other places. Yep. But, and it didn't get hip to us till it came back around to us, never mind the fact that we originated. But you know that. what? You know what sucked though? That it, it, 10 years later, 15 years later, that juice, that loyalty wasn't there anymore. Because I, I, I don't know what happened to you guys, but I heard, this is what I heard. I heard that like somehow. You guys knocked down some some projects. You locked up all the OGs, all the, the young, all the all the young boys didn't have any leadership. They started their own little gangs that had no type of knowledge. Crack happened, goddamn. That's and, um, exactly what happened. And they did tear down the projects and they unleashed these motherfucking untrained motherfuckers into real life neighborhoods because the projects was their own community and shit. Right. Well, so then you just take a building and lay it down on its side. And now they got 10 blocks. And everything and like, run out of it. Exactly. Oh, now there's a Target there and, and an Apple man, store and everything else. Dustin lived on this block for fucking 25 years and ain't never had no problem. Right. And this bitch moved next door with her fucking five sons and her section eight. And they ain't no shit. And they, and it, they, they can't and, afford and, the mixed income housing that they replace that with. Correct. And they entertain in front in the front yard. Instead of going, being normal, and doing everything in the backyard. Because see, in the they, projects there they was no motors fucking on the front backyard. Yard and everything. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm not saying Green Green was a front. great place, but okay. I am pissed <laughs> off. So I'm I am pissed off though that you know they did change Heckies into a place called Just Turkey. <laughs> Remember the gas station right at Division and Halstead? There used to be a Heckies in there. I don't know that division of host division right there at the corner, man. Okay, go ahead. Now it's just turkey now. Right around the corner from yeah, where, where uh, where uh, <laughs> just turkey sounds really. What's uh, the name? Yeah, 
and there's okay, right, a right, fucking heckies yeah, in there. And we all, yeah. Me and Mighty Whitey used to go there all the time, and like fucking, you know, it was awesome. Right. Then they turned it into just turkey. <laughs> you ain't hear what he said, did you? What? Nothing. Don't worry about <laughs> it. What about this? Well, if you don't know. No, 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 not him. Okay. I'm talking about what Magic said. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know but what? A place called just fucking turkey, though. Seriously. Hey, turkey ribs are good. Turkey ribs and turkey tips are good. I'm, I'm not saying to turkey is good, but what the tip heckies. of a turkey is. Tell me what a tip of turkey is. Chopped up bre- turkey breast. Oh, that's what they call it. I guess. I don't they know. They should just call it chopped up turkey breast because yeah. turkey Rewind. tips on the turkey is the wing. <laughs> Hit me. Um, the, the, uh, also, this week, the craze in social media. Sex dolls. Man. Sex dolls. Sex dolls I got so are for rapists and men who hate women. Bombs! Hold no, on. no, 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 no. Are no, you no, talking no. about like the million dollar sex no, dolls? No, 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 Ain't no. Se- no, no sex no. dolls that are going for seventeen hundred to two bucks. Correct. Are literally <laughs> for rapists. Those jokes that they have for who hate women. Bachelor parties. Or people okay. have. Wait. So, I, let me tell you. It, I'm gonna say something. If I'm gonna say something that's really crude and slightly disrespectful, say it. If it wasn't for the fact that I'm a professional, no homo, I beat you in my meat. I'll be smashing everything in the hood. Now I believe that some people need sex dials because it prevents them from doing some really dumb shit. Like there's some people, a lot of people who don't know how to communicate with women. Who just rape women because So we should give rapist sex dolls. Yeah. If it's gonna stop them from raping kids, we should absolutely give, give them rape pedophiles dolls. sex dolls. What I'm saying is <coughs> a normal man like But they're not normal. Pedophiles like are sitting, not normal. Distinguishing. What's no, normal what about I'm a pedophile? Saying is any man that don't want no fight from they fish is fucking suspect to me, okay? Same thing because they have male sex dolls. So any woman that don't want a motherfucking man to power drill it into him is suspect. And you hate me. What about the bullet though? Can I tell you? So, no, no, no. That's perfect. That's no, different. Huh? Because see, women I'm have all about. I'm all about vibrators in the fifi. But what I'm talking about is when you need to go to the extent. Women have had this for a long time. A whole fucking we don't doll have made as a man someone else's likeness. As a man, we don't have to that. fucking have sex with something is fucking wrong with you. Yeah, well, no, you have no, the two. Okay, some women I probably enjoy. I know she's going through my phone, so I just let her know. What's the name of that woman? What's the name of that big toy store in Chicago? That's what you get. The big. Okay, let me tell you, so you walk in the lover's lane, you walk in the lover's lane, and you have three walls full of accessories for women. Mm. Dildos, vibrators, electric shock machines. But I'm talking, the pocket pussy should be enough. No, 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 no. The no. pocket pussy. It doesn't no. work very well. No. I don't know. I got him for like. No. 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 no, no, no. What I'm saying is. They start to like degrade after a while. A pocket pussy. In the shower, they turn or to go. it's in the shape of a fucking mouth. A dildo is a dildo. A vibrator is a fucking vibrator. What I'm talking about is a motherfucker going to get a doll made in Rihanna's likeness mm. to mm-hmm. have fucking sex with it. That person is a fucking creep. 
So, okay, so I'll say this without exposing myself too much. <laughs> when I got into the whole thing with the pimping, I bought a lot of toys during my era. I for, own a lot of toys. For both sides. For mm-hmm. the female me and men's side. So let me tell you, from the mm-hmm. male side, there wasn't a lot of options. You but had... Plugs or... You got the feet. Let, 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 let him finish, you, please. Let you, him finish. You, you didn't have a lot of options. You, you had pretty much two or three toys that had different manufacturers, but you had, like you said, a pocket pussy. You had the sleeves. Mm-hmm. You know, um, now you got all this Bluetooth shit that's mechanical that will jerk you off and, mm-hmm. you know, all this other stuff. But um, before that, there really was Now, women, they have an arsenal. You got little dildos, big dildos, dildos that vibrate. You got butterflies. You got flies. Why are you got, been you got rabbits. You got proven that it takes more time and energy for a woman to get off than it does a man. So what I'm saying is, all you gonna do with this sex doll is either fuck the make-believe pussy or fuck the mouth. Why you need a whole doll? You finna suck on rubber titties? I honestly you think... You sucking on rubber clits? I honestly Tell think, me what the fuck you doing. I honestly think you're almost jealous. I, 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 think can I jealous. Can I tell you a story? I think y'all are jealous over the fact... I think y'all are jealous. No, no, not at all. Wait a minute. Because can I, I tell you a story wait, about wait, wait, sex dolls? Hold on, hold on a second. Rewind. Hold the thought. Don't lose, don't lose that thought. Please don't lose that thought. No, I did don't lose the thought. Okay. There's nothing jealous about this. It's just creepy to me. Delcia. Men are visual. <laughs> That's what the it sex, is. The, the sex robot doll is going for uh, $1,798. Does she say, oh, Jamal, me so horny. Give it to me. Is she they are all Japanese. They're pretty hot. Is she digging her fingers in your back? Is she sliding fucking two fingers up your asshole? But if you you she do that to me pussy? because I, well, I like that. But if you're this having... The fuck I'm I'll saying. buy but one of those having, if she does that. No, is this sex robot doing that? Is she running her okay, fingers listen. through your head? Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Ooh, baby. Daddy, give it to me. She does right talk, there, though. Daddy, she does right talk. There. She does but talk. But no, does she know when you giving her your best game, my nigga? Is it Be- like no? Here's, here's, here's like, the thing. Here's the thing. I don't know. Here's, here's the thing. I can program the algorithm. Ladies, <laughs> these motherfuckers it. is some creeps. I'm. A, you can program. You can program the algorithm. Listen, Mike if you guys haven't seen, if you guys from the conversation, you haven't seen my house. I have a small house, right? So. My house has a Netflix and, and chill mode. Said, can you produce my, my house, can my, you make- my house has a Netflix and chill for, mm, chill mode. Mm-hmm. So when we say Alexa, tr- trigger Netflix and chill, it turns on the lights, different colors, it closes, it closes the shades. Mind you know. us too. No, nah, no, nah, hold on. One of the things I, I I developed was this actuator that I put under my mattress that when it actuates five times in less than ten seconds, which indicates that you're having sex, it would trigger Netflix and chill mode. So this stuff can all be programmed. This is stuff that I mean, if I can do it for my own Whoa. house, hurry, do, that it, do that. Mode. Make it perform almost to a human. No, level. no, we don't want to get to that point. That's the point where it I becomes mean, but, scary. Wait, but shit, goddamn it, a fucking robot sure the over in motherfucking the fuck? Iraq or some shit. <laughs> Sophia, is she a fucking robot? She got rights. You have shit? had dildos the size of giraffes for like thirty years. <laughs> Yeah, men have true. not because had had anything close to that. Men, some men like those for fucking no, thousands a, of years. But for the men who don't have small dicks, what about them? Well, how about this? What about us? About See, this? I did what that. Do you, what do you mean? See, I did that. I'm confused. All the bills we paid. 
Bombs! <laughs> I'm confused because see. Okay. At the Admiral. There's no, no, no. Okay, let's re- let, rewind. Rewind. Right, I'm not going. I know. Magic. Where you? Hey, just, just a simple. Yo, I'm here. I, I'm going to come, Elaine, I'm going to come to you next. Magic, your thoughts on sex dolls? I ain't never had one. Uh, it's nothing like a, a, a good, crazy Aries or Taurus or woman, period. Okay. Getting all in your business, worrying the shit out of you. But this s- takes it away, though. But spitting on your dick. <laughs> Bam! And you know what you going to say. My nigga, mom. <laughs> <laughs> you talking the holy shit. No, not even those small thousand dollars. Yeah, that's the closest yeah. I ever got to getting the Holy Ghost. But at the end of the day, fan. guess what? Hold on. At the end of the day. What's that? While you enjoying all that, no she is ready to key up your car. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Stalk you outside your job. Show out at your baby mama's house, tell all your shit. business, say, say everything. But yeah, that's what a sex doll don't want. But you know, the guys, you know, sometimes you gotta have fast fuck over a woman, if do I, something crazy to her. This takes like a dude with a the sex doll takes all of that shit out. We don't have to be bothered with that, right? Yeah, it's I'm gonna not be talking about you might somebody gonna fuck it so much that he gonna get himself pregnant probably. Oh. <laughs> 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 I like that. Really quick, the story when I worked at over at the Admiral Theater, they used to have a porno store, sla- and upstairs the, the you could bring your uh, porn that you rented, or they had a number of channels that you could watch. You they also had sex toys there. They had um, blow up dolls. This is the mentality of the average man that I think buys um, cheap blow up dolls. So um, he's in the room. He's fucking the blow up doll while watching some free porn that they, because he wouldn't buy his own. And, uh, you know, he's sitting in the booth. He's fucking a blow up doll. He starts smoking a cigarette. The bouncer comes by and says, Hey, man, you can't smoke in the building. And he's like, and puts it out. And, you know, he goes back to fucking the blow up doll. Stories. So he's, you know, going at I it. Bet that man and suddenly his the, mother's bouncer smelled, right. the bouncer smells cigarette smoke again. So he returns to the room, knowing it was probably the same dude, opens it up and is like, dude, you cannot fucking smoke and, you know, do this shit. While he's fucking a doll? Like, yeah, he was smoking while he was fucking the blow-up doll and watching porn. That's crazy. And, you know, this bouncer's having to tell him, dude, stop smoking, you know? So this time this guy got pissed and flicked it on the floor. Well, what he didn't realize that these dolls are highly flammable. Right. So this doll catches on fire, and um, <laughs> of course, you know this guy gets you know he was already balls deep in this damn thing, and I don't think he was in <laughs> his right mind and minute? didn't realize it, and got melted plastic all over his dick, and uh, I don't know whatever happened to the guy definitively. But um, Man, I'm just saying that's the kind of mentality that I would imagine that most guys that buy uh, blow-up dolls would have. I, plastic blow-up dolls, first of all, that sounds crazy. Now, the, the dolls that they're talking about now. The sex robot Some of those dolls. are gorgeous. I'm not going to lie. I mean, the thing about they they built, they built like Serena Williams. I mean, you can grab the waist and now actually, like, 
It's it's a different it's a different level. Except it's like moving oh, dead weight. So horny. No, she yeah. can't. The, she the can't thing don't. about it is, yeah, after she's programmed built, to say that they're built like Serena Williams or they're built like Kim Kardashian. You niggas go and get these dolls, and you're still with pay- your woman hating selves, and fuck y'all, okay? But you guys have been doing it for so long. What? What? Okay, you, I, first, you were talking you about dildos. You want to know why what, women? Did you not talk about dildos know why women have been dealing with dildos for so long? They're because awesome. for so fucking long, women couldn't even embrace their fucking sexuality. They couldn't even say, you know what? I like to be fucked. I like to be fucked like I'm a dirty slut. I like for him to pull my hair, call me a nasty bitch. I like for him to motherfucking do two in a pink and one in a motherfucking stick. <laughs> I love you, Delcia. Well, I really do, dude. Bombs! And that pale Jesus. Bombs! <laughs> what the fuck they gotta bring that on? The fuck pussy in that <laughs> Sex owners are here to be you. Man. Fuck do you mean? A man can always be... I'm a man. I can conquer anything. I can have all the pussy. Women, this... Other than the detachable shower head? That Baby It's Cold Outside song, right? Okay. Everybody was talking about, oh, how it fucking... It's talking about pretty much sexual assault because she's saying, I really should go. And he was like, no, you really should stay. No, what the fuck she is saying is, I really want to stay, but... If I embrace my sexuality and I stay and I fuck you, my mama, my daddy, the neighbors, they're all going to talk about me. That's why the fuck women had fucking vibrators. That's why we still have vibrators because motherfuckers don't look at us like we sexual beings. We they look at us like we are just things to have sex with. Never mind the fact that I feel I want I like to be fucked and treated like I'm a dirty slut sometimes. Well, go home and but listen if you, to what? If you just want to get the fuck the off, though, <laughs> if you just want to get the fuck off, take a vibrator, exactly. 30, and then I don't 30 seconds to, to a minute, then a you're into multiple orgasms, it's great. About me. So that is why vibrators have come around. I looked at the fucking Masters of Sex on motherfucking HBO and the f- had a first fuck, I mean, on Showtime and had a first vibrator came to fuck about. So I did it. You're not going to no, shame me shame. or yeah. any other fucking woman that has a fucking vibrator when you motherfuckers are sitting up here talking about getting a whole fucking doll that looked like Rihanna or Kim Kardashian and built like Serena Williams to have sex with because this bitch won't talk and keep your motherfucking car up. Nigga, that's the whole, p- the thrill of the fucking joy. No, it's Fuck not. It are you mad? Okay, are you mad? Black woman's perspective. Just, just a basic, just a basic really quick quiz. Are you guys opposed to toys in the bedroom? If you were fucking women, with a woman, I would like you? I like toys in my bedroom. No strap. No strap. No strap. Maybe no strap. No strap. No strap. No strap. Anything else? My man, no homo. Nah, fuck all that shit. I was a young guy. I had the best pussy to ever pee. Wasn't a toy nowhere in the house. Right. Fuck all that shit. Not even a kid toy. But Here would you be offended if you wanted it? <laughs> um, Tech, I, I appreciate you coming man, on the show the today. Man, love is crazy, We're going to have to do a part two. I see that you, you done ingratiated yourself. Man, I love it. Appreciate y'all. Y'all are you so good. You done ingratiated yourself. And you, 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 you done Thank made you. it through the podcast. Don't pee with yourself. You, you didn't deal with uh, uh, Elena right yeah. there. You dealt with the black woman's perspective right here. Y'all drunk all you the You want to keep calling me a fucking angry black woman. I didn't say angry nothing. Angry I said black, black shot. Yes, I did. I drank all the Jack Daniels. And did. a highly intelligent. She did body the Jack. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she's a Jack Daniels uh, 
aficionado. I'm a professional. You've, d- you've met <laughs> the comedian and barber and uh, um, um, the OG of the, of the set. Shout out to the OG. Philosophy. Yeah. He keep calling him an OG. This nigga only like motherfucking 11 months behind him. Nigga, you I'm, old too? Hey, 40, you res- I be 44 this you year. Gotta respect your elders though. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, there's levels. Like, With that being said, Magic Mike, come on. Mama, every day you wait for us is another day you're getting closer to seeing us again. If it is to be, it's to be to me. Thank all the supporters for the Reasonable Ignorance podcast. Y'all like us, share us, leave a comment. We are on SoundCloud. Uh, Finally, again. <laughs> thanks thanks <laughs> to Delcia. Del- you're you getting get two bottles of Jack next week. Uh, I can't wait to you guys show this. Sound guy Mike, we appreciate you, man. And the lottery numbers. I don't have That's no. what the fuck you wanted all that time. The fucking lottery numbers. Rush me all that fucking time for some lottery numbers. Is, that's his favorite did you part. Fucking, did you fucking win yet? No, I haven't played him. <laughs> man. I don't play the lottery. Pop yourself, man. Hey, Pop back. yourself. Pick three numbers. 911. Get the fuck out of here. 216. Listen, man. And 847. Listen, pick four numbers. Three numbers. 1023. We gonna go with 4728. That, hey, that, that's, that's a dope number. And seven, <laughs> 7627. I'll explain it all at a later date. That rum chata ain't no motherfucking joke. That yeah. shit does take late French Everybody toes. Everybody slap right now. Um, hey, Conway, Kanye West, uh, I heard he uh, named his new daughter South. Is that what she did? South? <laughs> he did a drive-by. I'm like, why you That's do a drive-by for? That's not your name to name a woman. What's his last name? I don't know, man. Mike, this is... What's, 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 what's his last Southwest? name? Southwest? That right. can't be hey. the name of the fucking South. Yeah, yeah, that's a... That's a joke? Hey, Reasonable Hopefully. Ignorance Podcast, now on iTunes, now on... on uh, not, excuse me. Reasonable Ignorance Podcast, now on Apple Podcasts. Hey, can I say one thing before you guys leave? Not on, not on SoundCloud. Download, subscribe, review, comment, share. Come on. Yeah, Bro, real quick. I'm going to say this real quick. I appreciate what you've been doing, man. I've seen you consistently grind for the last almost 12 years. Yeah, it's been about 12 years now, yeah. man. And, Jay, man, I, I look up to you, my dude. Um, I respect you heavy. Cheers. And I'm, I, I really appreciate you being consistent because if there's one thing that's not um, a legacy, that's not a trait that you Catch find anymore. Catch them in line together to buy sex dolls and shit. <laughs> one, thing you, one thing you don't see much anymore is consistency, man. So I appreciate you, my dude. Hey, I appreciate man. it. I'm still broke, but it's, co- it's no hey, problem. Hey, man, we in it together. All right. Salute, salute, salute. I am proud of you. I am very much proud of you. Thank Bottom you, line. Bombs!